That was Busta Rhymes, Turn It Up, right here on The Xander Effect. And welcome, everybody, to Black Friday, The Xander Effect Edition. I <laughs> uh, hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope, uh, hope everybody got nice and full. I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Mr. Jeremy Miller. Jeremy, how you doing this wonderful Black Friday? I am in a turkey coma still. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. That you got fat right on, or fatter. Um, <laughs> you know, low blow, pal. <laughs> well, you could say the same thing about me, man. I mean, you know, I mean, who's? I, I mean, pot kettle, get it? So <laughs> it's all good. But uh, we also have our wonderful, uh, our other co-hostess, Miss Lonnie Rivera. How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was really cool. I actually ate uh, stuffing for breakfast yesterday, and I ate stuffing for breakfast this morning. (laughs) So you're stuffed? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you could say that. (laughs) A horrible, horrible joke on my. I can hear the crickets. Right? Seriously, (laughs) seriously. Thank you for the for the pity laugh, Lonnie. I appreciate. Yeah, I gave you a little charity laugh. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we got a wonderful show for everybody today. But before we get started, man, I got it, man. I I don't know if it was the turkey or what it was, but I had a crazy dream last night and it had to do with uh this this young girl that uh that I went to high school with uh it was freshman year going into my sophomore year and it was I know many of us have the, that regret where you look mm-hmm. back and you're like, "Why in the world did I do that?" Like <laughs> this 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 girl was just gorgeous. Uh her name was Destiny. Never forget her name. Such a beautiful name for such a beautiful, uh, beautiful young woman. And uh, I was a, I was a sophomore. She was a freshman coming into this new high school. And uh, during it was a kind of a summer love type of thing. And during that time, I, I I was just you know one of those crazy kids that you know I was a sophomore upperclassman I guess you might say and checking out the new freshman crop and everything and so I met I met uh, I met Destiny over the summer at uh, I think it was uh, yeah she was she was I think taking like summer classes or whatever to get a head start on on freshman year a very intelligent young girl too and uh, I don't know it was. I we instantly started liking each other. Everything was going great. We actually went on a couple of, you know, I guess high school dates you might call, which is day dates. And somewhere in the middle of that, I, I was taking summer school because I was a I was a complete dumbass. Um, but that's beside the point. And uh, during that time, uh, there was a cheer camp. I guess you might say at our high school. And I met. Uh, the, I I started to have like I saw this one cheerleader i'll never forget her name milani and milani she's this beautiful girl and i decided to drop destiny from milani for for a girl that had no interest in me whatsoever none whatsoever (laughs) i dropped this gorgeous girl destiny for this other girl that had no interest in me whatsoever how stupid was i and to this day it's a huge huge regret that I have in me and it's so crazy because I ended up moving actually because I lived in Bakersfield at the time and I ended up moving from Bakersfield to back to Los Angeles because I was originally from Los Angeles and I had been here for a while and one summer I think it was the year after I had moved one summer I ended up uh, going to Six Flags with a couple of friends of mine and out of nowhere I bump into Destiny out of nowhere, random. Like, keep in mind, Bakersfield's two hours away from Los Angeles. And 
you know, out of nowhere, I just, bu- I immediately knew exactly who it was. I was like, Destiny? And she looks was like, oh my God, how you doing? And we talked for a little bit. She was there with uh, some douchey looking guy. And... Okay, there's a reason why I'm getting to that part. So I was trying to be nice. I, I was like talking to her and everything and I was being nice. And the guy was all serious and just grabbing her hand and just pulling her away from me. And I'm like, dude, relax. You know, I'm not going to do anything. Jesus, calm down. That's why I thought the guy was a little douchey. I was like, dude, relax, man. He was trying to, like, show his dominance and his, and his you know, male prowess and everything, you know, in front of me. And I'm like, dude, Peacock, relax. Calm down, all right? I see your feathers. I see your feathers getting all ruffled here. So, yeah, it was, a, it was you know, I tried to chat with her for a little bit, but the guy just pulled her away. And she's like, all right, well, I got to go. And I was like, all right, see you later. And I was like, really? dude you gotta be such an ass about that you know guys guys are stupid but man i saw her again and she's still a great i ended up facebook stalking her one day because uh, i wanted to see how she's been she's been doing i was just curious and uh i stalked i facebook stalked her about a couple years ago uh and i also sent her i no, actually no i didn't send her a message because um yeah i just didn't send her a message because i actually ended up uh chatting with her on myspace back in the day and it turns out actually that her father I met her father nice guy too her father had passed away uh, due to a malpractice incident that happened with Kaiser and I was I was shocked actually when I heard about this because I knew she was very close to her father she actually uh, learned martial arts through her father that's nothing that attracted me to her too that she was she was kind of a badass you know she was a real sweet uh, sweet, beautiful girl, and she was also kind of a badass. Um, and then a few years later, this is like maybe two or three years ago, I end up Facebook stalking her. I find her online. My God, she just continues to just get better and better as time goes by. She just, I, I, I look at her and I'm like, you're an idiot. You're a complete moron. You know, you realize you could have been with her this entire time. You're an idiot. Um, so yeah, it was just one of those one of those regrets that to this day I will never ever leave me. And yeah, I mean, have you guys? Have you guys ever had regrets like those? I mean, I mean, Jeremy, I know, I know for sure you probably had a couple of them. I mean, in, in your in your line of work, you've had a lot of loves in your life, and I'm sure you've had a few regrets like that. Well, there's been plenty of missed opportunities, and you are talking to the guy who dumped Candace Cameron. I was, was going to bring it up. You know, <laughs> to go it. out with Danica McKellar. So, I mean, I was not exactly great about that myself. And yeah. Not that Danica was not amazing and a wonderful girl, but so was Candace. You know? I was so, going to say that that wasn't exactly, you know, that wasn't exactly a downgrade. That was. Actually, I, I didn't say. I mean, that was, was, a, no that, was that was that, that was an equal grade right there, actually, because they're both gorgeous. Exactly. And both amazing women. And, uh, you know, both have turned out to be incredible women as they've grown up. Both still amazingly beautiful, um, still wonderful friends of mine. But, you know, guys are dumb, plain and simple, especially when yeah. we're, especially when we're young, you know, and. That's just the things we do and the things you live with. I mean, I've had plenty of missed opportunities. There were plenty of, uh, you know, those passing fleeting moments where your heart jumps and you don't know why you have that connection with that person you haven't even spoken to. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, I don't live my life with a lot of regret. Um, you know, there were opportunities that maybe would have been interesting, but I'm perfectly happy where I am at the moment. 
Right. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. true on that. I mean, and I hear Lonnie in the background definitely agreeing <laughs> when you said when you said the word diet guys are you know pretty much dumb. So I mean, I'm, no, Lonnie, it's, have it's, you have you experienced something hear, like this? It's actually cool to hear your perspective, you and Jeremy's perspective on it, on just how guys think. You know, like when you're alone, your your alone thoughts. Because I've been on the receiving end. Many times, I would say I could think of at least three ex-boyfriends who were like I was with them a long time, a long time I would consider more than two years mm -hmm. and or dated, you know, for that long, whether it one was in college, um, another one was after college. And then another one was a shorter relationship, my first love. But again, how Jeremy mentioned when you just have that connection with someone and you just can't explain it. It's just a certain um, connection that you guys have. So I've had three people, which was just really interesting that you, you mentioned this because I actually shared some of it with the dude that I've been dating recently. And he's like, he even said, which is kind of cool. He's like, your life is so interesting. You should write about it. He seriously, because some of the stories, just the twists and turns and things that happened were just out of the blue. But I will say that all of them, all three of them have reached, had reached out to me oh, years wow. later. Mm -hmm. One was uh, just recently, actually, um, he saw me, he got, he found me now in the, in the, in the age of social media, you can find people so quickly, how you were just saying, Xander, you, you know, you stalked her. I don't know whether he was stalking me or not, but he, he was able to find me on Instagram, which I thought was interesting because we don't share any mutual friends on Instagram. I go, I use my nickname on Instagram and I focus on yoga mainly mm -hmm. on Instagram, mm -hmm. but somehow he was able to uh, get in touch with me right around the time the pandemic happened, started. And then most recently, uh, he saw me in a commercial. <laughs> nice. And just was it that, was it the, with the, with the Was it the Stemperpedic commercial? The, the, was that yeah, the commercial? It was yeah. The sleep num yeah, it was the Sleep Number commercial. Sleep Number commercial, yeah. Everybody and their mama, it's like, Calling me about that. I I'm still, like, okay, I still, <laughs> I still say you should have done the yoga, the yoga role. That was the one that I auditioned <laughs> for, but you know they didn't. Which I always think is funny. They, I guess, they just didn't see me in that way, and they went. Like it was a I mom of two. <laughs> just as long as they casted me, I'm cool with it. I don't care, you know. Well, I so, mean, yeah, definitely. There's definitely regrets there, I'm sure, because if the guys are reaching back up, they're having a high fidelity. Hey moment. guys, he's married. I didn't even get to this part. He's what? married. What? And he's trying to reach out to you? He's trying to holler at you? He wasn't, it wasn't a holler. It was just like, glad to know you're doing great. One uh, of those. Okay. I was about know. to say, what a scumbag. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. <laughs> no, I think that if even, but in my mind, I'm thinking still, if you're married, who has the time? You know what I mean? When you have a family to like uh, think about. Well, everybody's got time. Right well, now. hold on, hold on. I got to say. <laughs> There's there are unfortunately a lot of people at the moment, especially on social media, male and female, who do not care about somebody being married or even their own marriages. It yeah. unfortunately is happening all the time right now with, you know, looking up your old high school sweetheart, all that kind of stuff. It goes on all the time right now. I've had people, really? I've had people reach out to me who know 
damn well my relationships with Joni and everything else know how in love I am with her. And these are people from like third and fourth grade reaching out and trying to, you know, hey, I, I see you with Joni and, you know, that's really <laughs> awesome. But, you know, if you're ever around and you want to get together and talk, it'd be really great. You know, it's very suggestive. Yay! It's very suggestive. Yeah, and it's waters. very, you know, and that happens all the time right now. It really does. But mm-hmm. there's there can be a lot of innocence to it as well. I have a very dear friend from sixth grade. She was my my sixth grade girlfriend, my friend Brandy, and kind of that first that first dating love thing. Mm-hmm. And she's happily married. She knows mm-hmm. all about Joni. She reached out to me maybe a couple of years ago just to say hi, to catch mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. and. We've even had a couple conversations where, Mm -hmm. you know, we discussed how things were between us back then and that kind of thing. And I even showed Joni those conversations to make sure everything's, you know, so she felt comfortable and everything was on the up and up. But there were even moments where I was explaining to her, I was like, look, I was a dog back then, you know, you Mm -hmm. were very important to me and I really did care about you. But being a stupid kid like I was, yeah, I was running around chasing any cute girl I saw Mm -hmm. and, you know, stuff like that. But I wanted to convey to her that she meant something to me, that she was not, you know, just some girl I was, you know, fooling around Mm -hmm. and playing with her heart or anything like that. But at the same time, that conversation happened in full transparency with Joni and also with her husband. That's cool. You know, and and that right there, the experience you had, the way how you spoke just now, uh, just so truthful, truthfully about how you felt. I had someone else this many, many years ago when I was in college, my first love. and, And the way things ended, it kind of didn't have closure. It was like a long story, the way that we ended. It wasn't like we, if we ended, it was terrible and bad. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just open-ended. You know what I mean? It was one of those that just didn't have closure. And, and one could say, well, he got married shortly after that, but he still didn't have closure with me. You know what I mean? And it's a long story. So um, I used to have this reoccurring dream, which was really weird. How like Xander was talking about, I had this reoccurring dream when I was in college. It was so weird where in my dream, I was having a conversation with him, but he couldn't hear me. It was like, it would always end that way. And then one day out of the blue, I'm in my dorm. This is back in the day when people could like reach you by a landline because I didn't have a cell phone. And he called me and uh, and he he had gone, he had gotten in touch with one of my girlfriends at the time when we both were living in San Francisco, got my number from her and called me just out of the blue. And I will tell you that, you know, of course the conversation was very interesting. And it was a lot along the line of what you're saying, Jeremy, of just someone saying that, you know, they really care about you. To be on the receiving end of that, even though I knew that he had moved on and I had moved on, it it was really sweet to at least just know that that relationship really was really was something good because I think somewhere in your mind when it ends where the person where you don't have closure there's always that wonder of was it really what you thought it was and uh and so for me it was really really sweet it was written it helped me to not have that dream anymore and what was really interesting is he even said that he was kind of haunted by the way things ended even though he moved on 
he didn't feel good about it because I was somebody that he, who he really cared about. Yeah. So I don't talk to him often, but till this day, we're still friends. And that's I, cool. I one of yeah, the reasons because of that. That's cool. I mean, because it's it's so true. And, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a regret of mine. I mean, in the dream that I had about Destiny, I basically told her, I was like, I will leave everything for you. You know, to wow. come, I would move back over here. I would leave everything if you gave me one more chance. Because that is a regret that I, that I'm so sorry. I was so stupid. I was apologizing to her in my dream. And truth, wow. be, told, truth be told, she would be one of those, one of those, uh, one of those girls that I would totally do that for because she was. I mean, I, I'd have to like talk to her again. But if she was the same, if she hasn't changed. You know, much from from when I when I met her, uh, she's just an amazing person, and I would totally do something like that with her. And uh, she's one of the three uh, women in my life uh, that that I I guess uh, have some sort of regret. Well, actually, two out of the three really that I have some sort of regret for that I really that I really had strong feelings for. You know, the other one's my ex girlfriend Violet, and that's another one that's that was just my own insecurities that screwed that up completely. Um, but she had a little bit of something to do with that. But that's the story for a de- for another day. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where regrets a hell of a thing. And uh, you know, if I ever if I were to ever see Destiny again, hopefully she's not married. But if she is, you know, I would respect that obviously. But uh, if she's not, I'd be like, dude, I need to take that one second. That would be my second chance right there. I'd do whatever it takes to get that second shot. Um, but uh, yeah, she's definitely the one that got away. I, I, I'll admit that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. So, but uh, yeah, that's those. That, that's just a random thing that happened this morning. I woke up. I was like, damn it. Well, <laughs> like one speaking, of those moments. Speaking of random and on a completely different <laughs> subject, I have a kind of... <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a outlandish story, but a little random here. It's not a follow-up to the Kegel machine, is it? No, it is not a Kegel machine <laughs> follow-up. <laughs> Although, if there was, I would I would report on it. You know? Cool. Hey, you know, we care about women's health here. So. Exactly. Thank you very much. But, uh, interestingly here, we have a North Korean gymnast who defected from North Korea earlier this month by jumping over a 10-foot tall militarized fence. Wow. She, was she a long jumper? No. <laughs> or a high jumper. Or a man, high jumper. <laughs> the man's said to be in his late 20s and a very small stature evaded capture for 14 hours after leaping over the barbed wire topped fence. He must have been a Paul Volter. South Korean (laughs) officials after catching him actually made him do it again twice to prove that that's how he had gotten through. Wow. Wow. Okay. So yeah. So the guy definitely deserves to be in the Olympics. <laughs> I wonder, did he use anything to jump off of? You from know, what like- they from what they've said, no. Wow. What they they went and inspected the area because mm-hmm. it's a uh, fence that's actually maintained by South Korea to keep people from just coming right over the border, you know, and plowing through. So this actually wasn't a North Korean maintained fence so the South Koreans had a real interest in figuring out how he got through so they said nothing appeared to be cut it appears 
sense that perhaps the fence had been pushed down just a little bit, but otherwise it looks like he leapt a 10 foot fence. Wow. That's With crazy. With no scratches and no cuts. Uh, I, they, they didn't say anything about his physical state, but oh, okay. Yeah. That's a different story. <laughs> well, they didn't, you know, they didn't say anything about his physical state, but I mean, I would have to assume if he was in really bad shape or needing medical attention, that would have been addressed in the article. Right. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, I just, I had seen that. I was like, you got to be kidding. People will do just about anything for freedom, but wow. That's that's yeah. that's that's going above and beyond right there. Wow. That's, that's, <laughs> no pun intended. That's your interesting story. I'll tell you that much right now. And thank you for that, Jeremy. Wow, that's crazy. But, uh, you know, uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, including in entertainment news. We uh, find out the identity of the mass singer, the identity with broccoli. You're going to be shocked at who it is. In sports, uh, looks like uh, Curtis Blades is out of the UFC main event due to COVID-19. We'll talk a little bit about that. In video game news, Microsoft is actually taking a back seat to PS to the PS5 uh, as far as uh, as far as game performance goes. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here's Eminem featuring Rihanna's "Love the Way You Lie" right here on the Xander Effect. you what it really is i can only tell you what it feels like and right now it's a steel knife in my windpipe i can't breathe but i still fight while i can fight as long as the wrong feels right it's like i'm in flight high off a law drunk from my hate it's like i'm huffing pain i love what the more I suffer i suffocate right before i'm about to drown she was such me she fucking hates me and i love it wait where you going i'm leaving you no you ain't come back we're running right back here we go again it's so insane because when it's going Next time you show restraint, you don't get another chance. Life is no Nintendo game, but you 
friends did things that we didn't mean And we fall back into the same patterns Same routine, but your temper's just as bad as mine is You're the same as me, when it comes to love you just as blinded Baby, please come back, it wasn't you Baby, it was me, maybe our relationship isn't as crazy as it seems Maybe that's what happens when a tornado meets a volcano All I know is I love you too much to walk away though Come inside, pick up your bags off the sidewalk Don't you hear sincerity in my voice when I This is Larry Neymar, the founder of E! Entertainment Television. Hi, this is Maricela Cornejo. Hey, how's it going? This is Polo Molina. Hey, yo, what's up? This is the Xander Effect, and I am the DJ KID the Kick and Creek. Welcome to the place to be.
This is Maxim Model Riley Sawyer, and you're listening to The Xander Effect. Right here on the Xander Effect. In entertainment news, the mass singer, uh, the broccoli in the mass singer has been revealed to be, well, here's a spoiler alert just in case you haven't seen it and you have it uh, recorded. I'm uh, going to give that one away. It turns out that it was Paul Anka that uh, was the was the broccoli in the masked singer. And one of the very few judges that actually was able to fi- figure out who it was was... Um, 
was Robin Thicke. And, uh, you know, th- there's there's a reason for that is because Robin Thicke, well, his his uh, Robin Thicke's father, Alan Thicke, was friends with Paul Anka. And Robin, you know, was able to, he could recognize who he is a mile away, obviously. So it was really interesting uh, for them to, to know who it was. And it was such a random legend to appear on The Masked Singer out of nowhere. So that was actually interesting. I mean, Jeremy, you know, you, obviously you were, you were, uh, you worked with Alan Thick and with with Alan Thick, and you also knew his son. You know his son, uh, Robin. I mean, is this true that they actually know each other? Oh yeah, no. Um, you know, Alan. Alan knew everybody. I mean, that's the truth. There's no. Alan knew if you talk about a legend in the music industry or in the film industry mm-hmm. or in Alan not only knew them he was probably dear friends with them mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Paul Anka was somebody he knew from going way back um I believe he had had him on his show back in Canada multiple times his talk show um and they were they were friends that's just that's all there was to it they had a connection through music and uh paul anka is somebody that robin grew up around so it's it's definitely doesn't shock me that he was able to pick him out um but no that's a relationship that goes way back and it it kind of speaks to why i've never been shocked that Robin has become as as big mm-hmm. as he has and has reached the heights that he has. I mean, this is a kid who, you know, was like my little brother. I mean, he's the same age as my little brother. And mm-hmm. I mean, he was always messing around on his keyboard or mm-hmm. writing music. I mean, at like 10, 11, 12 years old, he's writing music and he's playing songs. And he was surrounded by Paul Anka and Billy Idol. And I mean, all these incredible talents. And these are the people he grew up around. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was destiny for him to be where he is. I mean, it really, it really is. You just so. had to use that word, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you just had to take a jab at my little banter earlier. Thank you. Didn't know, didn't know if you'd catch that. <laughs> <laughs> of course I could. Come on now. No, but that's really cool, though. And it's actually interesting because Paul Anka, he uh, was talking about how he got pretty much involved in uh, in The Masked Singer. And he went mm-hmm. ahead to say, I was really locked in a studio and with COVID-19, not socializing or getting out, obviously. Once I talked to my son and my girlfriend and then some people in my staff, I said, yeah, I got to get out, uh, get out of here. And I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, in regards to uh, what uh, what what he basically said about uh, um, uh, Robin Thicke, uh, knowing who he was from the very get-go, he went ahead and said, it's a pretty close-knit community. Uh, there was a lot of diversity in who they guessed from Billy uh, Murray to uh, Wayne Newton. I suspected Robin would figure it out because I wasn't really changing my voice that much other than I was doing a lot of movement. I don't really suspect a lot of people watching or even on the panel have ever seen me in person other than maybe Robin. So that that was actually, uh, obviously he knew, he knew that Robin would pick him out of the crowd wow. very quickly. I mean, I mean, I don't know, Lonnie, have you ever heard of, uh, have you, have you uh, listened to any of Paul Anka's music? I have not. <laughs> well, the funny I thing is, not. I guarantee you have because really? he, because he's written for so many people. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Okay. I, now, you, you wouldn't be able to pick them out, but I guarantee there's a handful of songs at least that you would go, God, I love that song that Probably. he wrote for other people okay. or that he performed first that other people have redone. He's, okay. he's one of those guys that is just so musically talented and wrote for everybody at one point. And I I knew about Very Paul cool. Anka because my parents uh, they used to they love Paul Anka like my parents mm-hmm. loved them and uh, they would play all his music all the time they they actually had they actually had tapes <laughs> they still have a tape. So is Anka. this style you guys like? Is it like Barry Manilow or Wayne Newton? Oh, is Paul Anka. That? I would I would put him in the Frankie Valley. Okay. Um, when he orig- when he originated anyway, I mean, he kind of went everywhere, but he was of that Frankie Valley generation, that Jersey okay. Boys generation. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I would have to put him in that category as well. So, I mean, but no, it was really, it's really cool because, I mean, Paul Anka is supposed to release a new album uh, very soon. I mean, it's awesome that he's still making music uh, up at this point in his life. I mean, that's really cool. He hasn't retired or anything. He's still doing, he's still doing the damn thing. And, you that's know, great. he's able to be on the mass Singer and, you know, get some stuff going. So good for him. Uh, just for continuing just a it. side note, though, about that show. I've, I've heard that the people, when they invite people on that show, uh, they treat them really well their guests like they put them up the ones who they have to fly out and they keep it like top secret even when you're invited on it you're you like you're flown in on a private plane at least this is what happened with wendy williams because she talked about it on her show and they kept you have to keep everything top secret like nobody knows you get on you go do the thing and then you can't say anything you know until the episode airs so, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, these people are some some of these, you know, artists are legends in the in the music industry. I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me that they're treated very well. They have to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're doing they're doing a, a network show, and uh, they've been they have to you know they've earned the respect of many people in the music industry. So definitely, I would I would right. they uh, they would be treated with so much respect when they when they get out there. So, uh, but uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, you know there there's you know check go ahead and check it out and uh, you'll be surprised at the results in other entertainment news looks like netflix is gonna break an 85 year long record that has been held by mgm uh because uh you know uh, mgm received like five nods at the ninth academy awards in 1937 uh but looks like uh netflix might be breaking that record seeming i mean and it shouldn't come as 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 a surprise really because i mean I mean, nobody's able to go out. I mean, everybody's been isolated indoors. They haven't been able to go out to a theater, a theater to go watch a movie or anything like that. And Netflix has been what people have been just, you know, glued to right now, which was great for Netflix. They're, they're making money hand over fist, fist right now. And uh, yeah, it seems that they're going to uh, they're going to uh, grab a few awards, including possibly best picture uh, as well. So I mean, it's I I I, I to be honest, I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm really really not surprised that uh, this is going to happen. I mean, I mean, Lonnie, are you surprised at all? Not surprised at all. In fact, it's so funny that you um, mentioned this because that's what I spent my uh, Thanksgiving evening doing, watching a really good film on Netflix. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Hillbilly Elegy? Elegy? I I have Um, heard of it. Okay, Ron Howard. It's the new Ron Howard, yeah. 
yep, directed it. And oh my goodness, if you guys have some time to just watch it, such a good film. So good on Netflix. And from what it seemed like, because I was reading the credits and everything after, it was based on um, a true story, it seems like. And, And Glenn Close is one of the main characters, plays one of the main characters in it. Oh my goodness, she was amazing. And she was almost, I couldn't, didn't recognize her. Her face, even, and she has a very distinct face. You know, it's one of those things where I'm very happy to hear that a streaming site that streams on television, not in the theaters, is mm-hmm. getting a lot of movies that are getting recognized. And these are, again, these are movies that are not on the big screen. They're yep. on the small screen, and they're getting, uh, uh, you know, Oscar nominations. That's huge, actually. That's very, very big. Uh, the fact of the matter that that's happening. That's 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 t- telling us that the spectrum of watching movies is changing you mm-hmm. know uh, especially right now again with COVID-19 and everything that's going on it's it's something that to be honest with you uh, I think that it, it was a long time coming but this is this is something that was gonna happen one way or another and right. uh, you know it seems that that it's working the, the platform's working I mean I know Jeremy you have you have issues with with this type of platform because you like one of the movies and everything so do I so does anybody really but I don't know I still think that this might be a good thing for people to have the option to watch a movie at home than going to a theater Of course. I mean, especially with everything going on right now, Mm -hmm. it's it's brilliant to have this option. Now, as a filmmaker, as somebody been in this industry, there is nothing like the experience of seeing a film in the theater of that full immersion and everything else. And that is what filmmakers, you know, shoot for that's the platform that film has been geared towards now things are changing and filmmakers are having to take this new platform into account but i'll give you an example as we talked about with wonder woman coming out they've already had to push it back multiple times Mm -hmm. i understand that they need to see a return so they're going to go ahead and release it on streaming but we're talking about an epic action film this is not a film that was meant to be seen on a 30 to 60 inch screen this is made to be seen on a 60 foot screen True. this is a epic overwhelming experience and it is going to lose something in the translation if you are watching it at home that's a fact mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True, true. I mean, but at the same time, I also look at it this way, that it's going to be going to DVD anyway, so you're still going to end up watching it at home one way or another. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm over again. Absolutely. I just have always believed, especially with films like that, that that experience in person is just so crucial. So I personally, I don't go see a whole lot of films in the theater, but you can bet that those epic action or epic war films or anything else made to be seen in this kind of magnificent way, the first time I watch it, I'm going to make damn sure it's in a theater. Mm-hmm. Well, if I ha- if I have that option. Right now, a lot of us don't have that option. True. You true. know what I was thinking the other day, though? Even when, you know, the pandemic is over and say, you know, everybody gets the vaccine and things turn around... 
I think there's still going to be a lot of people out there who are germaphobes who are afraid of yeah, when's the next I'm one of them. When's the next one? Yep. <laughs> and so, and then it made me start thinking, you know, how comfortable are people really going to be again in 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 the public in a in a crowded movie theater, walking through, you know, an auditorium at a concert. I just, I think it's going to be a while before things get back to normal. And I do normal in quotes because what is normal? Yeah, true, true. It's going to be a tough transition. It's going to be tough to try to get, like you said, quote, back to normal. Uh, (laughs) So we'll just, I mean, but right now it looks like uh, Netflix is cashing in on the abnormal life that we're all leading right now so uh you know we're definitely uh they're they're definitely nods going towards netflix a lot of netflix movies so good for them on that one in other entertainment news fantastic beast 3 uh cast mads mickelson as uh grindelwald obviously we talked about this uh, a couple of episodes ago that uh johnny depp uh, uh chose to resign from that role due to his current uh domestic violence issues that he's having right now uh so with with uh with amber heard right now and uh it's it's uh it was kind of a messed up situation but uh they cast uh the cast mads mickelson and to be honest to, Matt, i've seen i've watched Mads in a couple of other movies. I've seen him in Doctor Strange. Uh, he was in Rogue One. The guy's a really great actor. He's a really, really great actor. Um, I think that uh, he might actually offer a lot to the role. Uh, you know, he's he's got kind of an, a, a very odd look about him that goes with the role very well. And he's got that a, a very sinister type of like raspy voice that can also work for the role as well. So the but the problem is here is how are the fans going to react? I mean, there's a lot of Johnny Depp fans out there and uh, they might be a little bit upset at this situation. I mean, obviously it's not a, it's, it's out of uh, Mads and Johnny Depp's control at this point as to what, you know, the, the whole transition, but going from a character that people have gotten used to in two other movies from a brand new character. And we've talked about this before having to do mm-hmm. with uh, television that could be something that might hurt the movie a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, am, I, am I wrong in assuming this? I mean, Jeremy, I mean, do you think I'm wrong on this one? I don't think you're wrong, especially from a fan standpoint. But mm-hmm. here's where I see a difference. Unlike a character like, say, Heath Ledger's Joker. Mm-hmm. As good as Johnny was at portraying Grindelwald. It was not a signature performance, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't see that performance as something that can't be not replaced, but taken over and done in a different way. I think it could still be received very well. Um, I just, I don't think it was the type of character or even performance that was just like that signature, wow, no one else could do this kind of a thing. You know, and that's where, unfortunately, as much as I do differ from some people, I enjoyed the kind of weird way that Jared Leto took the Joker character. Mm-hmm. Um, following such a brilliant performance by Heath, it was a letdown. It was, you know, all the fans were disappointed. And the truth is, there was no way anybody was going to top that. We've already spoken about the lengths that Heath went to in trying to 
I mean, become that character. I mean, Joaquin like, Phoenix. Joaquin, 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 I was gonna. I was, I was just gonna say that right now. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix did pretty well. I gotta tell you. But the thing is, Lonnie, Jeremy hasn't. He refuses to see the Joker. He refuses to see that movie. He With just, Joaquin? Yeah, he refuses. Uh, we've had arguments about this. He vehemently really? refuses to see the movie. <laughs> Why? Go I'll ahead. Tell, okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, so just as a fan of Batman and as a fan of the comics mm-hmm. and of the canon of the whole story, mm-hmm. the Joker was a character that was specifically created to be an enigma was created to Mm -hmm. be an unknown. He was the embodiment of random evil without purpose. There's supposed to be no backstory. Okay. No backstory. you didn't like the fact that they made a story about him. Exactly. Because that was the opposite of the entire point of that character. There is not supposed to be a backstory. Don't want to know what happened with his mother. Don't want to, this is none of the, you're not He still didn't have a backstory though. That's my argument with you. That's what I keep on telling you. He did not have a backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They made made it. Okay. The way they did this was so genius. Okay. He still remains not having a backstory because nobody really knows the true origins of the Joker. That's my, that's what I kept on trying to tell him, but he still refuses to like concede. Concede. I, <laughs> so, hey, me, but, wait. What didn't Joaquin win an Oscar? Yes, he did, and I <laughs> again. I, Joaquin <laughs> is a wonderful actor, a wonderful actor. But the fact is, I don't care what little thing they tied on at the end to say, oh, well, maybe it didn't happen this way. That is not. <sighs> that that is not. That's cheap writing, and that's not. Oh Sorry, my God. that does not. That absolutely does not fix the issue. I gotta tell you, uh, folks, this right now. Jeremy's being very tame because when I talk to him on the phone, he gets very heated with this conversation <laughs> and this topic. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. I am perfect. <laughs> I'm a perfectly serene human being. He's all calm right now, Lonnie. But let me tell you, yeah, he gets funny. when we get it. It's so funny because it's the it's the most it's the craziest debate we have about this movie to this day. We still argue about this, and he gets heated about it too. It cracks me up whenever I listen to it. <laughs> but, anyways, I mean, yeah, it's 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 uh, you know, it's a very interesting transition going from one actor to the other. Hopefully, uh, Mads will do a good job. I think he'll do a good job. I mean, uh, Mads I don't know. is a great actor. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Lonnie. Have you seen Mads in anything? No, I haven't. But with raspy voice, his face is interesting. I'm open. I'm yeah, open. yeah, I, I think I think he might actually do a really good job with this. So we'll uh-huh. just have to wait and see and find out. Uh, you know, obviously they're gonna start. Uh, they have to start uh, shooting very soon. So uh, I mean, you know, he. Uh, we we have to we have to figure out exactly uh, where he's gonna go with it and uh, yeah I mean he he went ahead and uh, Mickelson actually uh, did comment about this whole thing. He said, "quote um, You know." Uh, Basically, he's, you know, he's he's right now, uh, according to uh, what IGN.com is saying, uh, it's just a rumor. 
Mm-hmm. This actually just uh, this this actually just popped up right now that it's actually just a rumor uh, that he doesn't really really know what's going on. Uh, so he's like he says uh, he said quote so I know as much as you do from the newspapers so I'm waiting for that phone call. So apparently it's just a rumor what's going on oh, right now. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, this actually just it was an update. It was an update actually on the news story and uh, it just popped up that you know it's just a rumor. So we're just gonna have to wait and see. He would be a great. Uh, uh, he would be a great Grindelwald, but uh, you know we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. Coming up next, we have a, an incredible up-and-coming rising star, uh, Roxanne Luciano. She uh, goes ahead and stops by and says hello to us and talks about her newest single, Rich Rich. But first, here is Roxanne Luciano's Rich Rich, right here on The Xander Effect. Roxy, Roxy. Roxanne Luciano Hold up, hold up I don't need your money, got my own shit Miss Rich, Rich, but got my business Haters keep my name in their mouth, hope they choke on it Rocks got boss so hard, they hurt it grow me Pull up in the coupe with my day ones Bad getting riches ain't changing Diamonds on my neck might blind ya Ain't got no Birkin money, I ain't got no time for ya East coast, west coast, worldwide Just got off a flight to your bitch, I'm outside Money, money, money with my gang, gang, gang Bust the bad haters stay in your lane Prada, Fendi, Bentley's Couple red bottoms, trips overseas Jet skis doing top speed Can't stop me, out in Kylie blowing hella weed I do what I want, you telling me Haters envy me, love of jealousy I got what you need, know the recipe Bring him to his knees, make him plead for the rest of me If I wanna get it, I'ma make it happen I rock the boat, I am the captain I move my hips, chain reaction Dripping on these while I pass him laughing Down south, up north, worldwide Tell your bitch I'm outside Money, money, money with my gang, gang, gang Bust up, toast, stay in your lane And give me them diamonds I get money But you should try it Them haters Just live your life Cause if I want it Then I go buy it Give me gold And give me them diamonds I get money But you should try it Them haters Just live your life Keep 
That was Roxanne Luciano's Rich Rich right here on the Xander Effect. And with us, we have the lovely Roxanne Luciano. Roxanne, how are you doing today? Hello, hello. I am wonderful. How are you? Good, good. How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. It was great. I um, didn't go out of town, of course. So I just went down the street to my mom's house. <laughs> nice, nice. So it was fun. Cool, cool. At least, uh, you know, at least you were with family, which is more than many people could say. So you got that going for you. But uh, yeah, no. So, so Roxanne, I, I gotta, I gotta ask the, the last name Luciano. Uh, that that every time I hear that last name, it reminds me of the gangster Lucky Luciano. Lucky Luciano. Yep. <laughs> Is there any relation there? Absolutely. That's exactly why I. <laughs> okay, so I used to watch this movie, um, and it's called Hoodlums. It's with Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Great um, movie. Yes. yes, with Dutch Schultz and Lucky Luciano, and he was just so smooth to me I'm like this man is just so so smooth he's just he walks in the building and you don't even he doesn't even have to say anything so I was like you know what let me go ahead and see if that might work with me <laughs> well it looks like it, it is looks like that <laughs> it is working it is working I mean so I mean your 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 song rich rich I mean I've, I've watched the watched the the music video and listened to the song and everything very provocative music video by the way and <laughs> I think I think that was the point you were trying to get there and very well done um so <laughs> so um so i mean it's it's basically uh you know it, it's a very it seems like it's a very uh independent like it, it pretty much promotes women a uh, woman's independence Absolutely. and is that is that what you were what you were going with with the song absolutely i mean absolutely did, did it's, it's, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna ask. I was just gonna ask real quick if uh, uh, what what actually inspired that that song. Um, I feel like we are in the the era right now where women are winning so much. They're being noticed. They're being recognized. Whether it's in the the music industry, whether it's whether it's in anything with arts, anything, women are. It's like this is the time for us to shine. So why not put out a video that's like, hey, we are all bosses. We are all bad. Let's get to the money. Let's get to it. Don't let anything else get in your way. Like, and it's okay to be a little provocative. It's all good. <laughs> it's okay to show some skin. Be be proud of who you are. Embrace it and rise. And that's exactly what I was, that's all I was on. No, and that's and that's very much proven in uh, in the music video and in the song. Uh, did you ever did you get any flack at all from uh, from anybody saying, "Oh, you know"? I mean, because I know a lot of artists get a, a lot of flack for showing too much skin uh, or over sexualizing, uh, you know, uh, a music video or the song. I mean, did you get a lot of a lot of uh, feet, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, kickback from that? I actually got a lot of positive feedback. Good. There was um, now when I posted my promo on on TikTok, and I don't even know why I thought about doing that, but I posted my <laughs> promo, and it was the part where I'm walking down the street and my butt is out. Uh -huh. <laughs> that video got seventy five thousand views, and TikTok took it off. <laughs> oh my wow. god! Oh my god! But even still, it was all positive. Like no one said anything that was. No one said anything bad. So that was kind of cool. But I know that that's coming. I'm I'm ready for it. 
I mean, well, that 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 definitely is something that uh, you're gonna get every once in a while. That's for <laughs> damn have sure. To some, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so so I mean, I understand that you were uh, you were born in Atlanta, but raised in Los Angeles. I mean, do you still live in Los Angeles, or did you uh, go back to Atlanta? I mean, how's I mean, how are uh, is is that is that where your origins come from? Yes. Um. Well. Yeah, raised in Los Angeles. I actually just moved back to Atlanta two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I my roots are definitely in LA. Um, pretty much all over the place. I have roots in Panama, North Carolina, a lot of places. And do, and I mean, did like the the music influences between the two places? I mean, were they were, were they very strong music influences in Los Angeles or Atlanta? I mean, were there differences? It's a big difference. The music, um, the music in LA is I don't want to say more animated, <laughs> but it's it's a lot more going on, I guess, in people's videos in, in LA and in people's songs in LA. I What I hated about the radio stations in LA is the fact that they dub a lot of the songs. So a lot of the songs that you might hear out here, like rap songs, they dub it to where it's like pop. Mm. <laughs> so that, nice. <laughs> nice. So it, it's like it worked for a lot of songs, but then some songs it's like, okay, this is just not working. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Maybe it's because they're trying to uh, they're trying to cater to a certain I guess fan base or listener base. That might be the reason why they do that. Um, it just depends on it just depends on the location. I mean, I, that's just me guessing. I have no idea, but I'm assuming that that's probably that sounds about right. Yeah, that's probably what it is. But I mean, did you like? Did you get into music out here in Los Angeles, or did you just start getting into music when you moved back to Atlanta? No, I've been into music all of my life, all of my life. Um, so it definitely started in LA. Um, but I listen, I love, I've always loved Southern music. It's always, the South is just different. The -hmm. South is the South and you can't really compare that to a lot of other places. So it's like, I, I have my influence from influences from so many places, whether it's LA, whether it's Atlanta, like all my influences come from all different places. I mean, did you, but I mean, my, my, uh, I'm curious, did you, uh, did you always know that you were going to get, be into music or is this just something that, that you fell into one day and just, you know, said, you know what, I'm going to try this out. Okay. So I've always known, (laughs) I've always known that I was going to be into music, but I have the worst anxiety in the world. Awesome. As many musicians do. (laughs) (laughs) So it took me so long to be able to be like, okay, you know what? <sighs> Let me just go ahead and put just put some something out there, something that means a lot to me. Like I know my anxiety is through the roof. Every time I watch the video, I cringe. Like I just, it just, it's so. <laughs> it, it, I get so. I start. I get so sweaty. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but I've always known that. I've always known that one day. 
one day I'm gonna get over this fear of letting people just see me and just do it. And so now I'm here. That's, you know, and that's interesting because uh, it's interesting that you say that you have uh, a lot of anxiety because uh, I know this about you that you are extremely shy. So the fact of the matter that you let yourself out like that, that you that you pretty much put yourself out like that, especially in a very provocative music video. I mean, was this maybe uh, is this maybe like therapeutic for you to get to like, are there maybe like two sides of you, like the shy side? side and then all of a sudden once the 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 cameras and the music hits you let the other side come out i mean is this something that that's very you know that's very freeing for you yes actually um roxanne is roxanne is on fire okay (laughs) she doesn't care who sees she wants the world to know this is this is a woman this is what i this is who i am and it's like once i get into that mode the 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 other person it's it's kind of like all right she's just sitting back there just watching it all unfold so, so that's that's the opportunity yeah right it's it's it is therapy it is there it's an outlet it's an outlet for me to be able to just breathe and let it all out well, that's good. That's good. I mean, I, I mean, Lonnie, I mean, mm-hmm. would you agree that mm-hmm. this, this is a, you know, that maybe cause you're, you're also, you're Lonnie, you're an actress as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. would you say that this is a good uh, weight platform? Like when the cameras hit to uh, ironically let go of the shyness and just be yourself. I don't know if it, if it works this way for you, um, Roxanne, but I think that, um, that sometimes performing, um, and I'm like watching your video right now too. It's like there's a there's a it provides space where you can kind of become the character or or just enjoy the moment where you really don't have time to think about your anxiety when there's exactly. a camera on. You don't have time now. Once you leave set, then when you're around people, because I've experienced that, then you then it's like then you the thoughts start kicking in, which oftentimes probably create the anxiety anyway and then you know but when you're performing it's almost like that's a great way to to escape it so um i'm curious to know because i i watched your video and i read that you had you mentioned that missy elliott is a big influence and um, i know her videos back in the day were just bomb and you and those videos still hold up today yes of just being they're just being very very creative the dancing was amazing and just visually stimulating so how much of an influence has she played in your life and I'm sure you'd love to work with her. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I would absolutely love to work with her. She, she's, has been a big influence since I was a child. Um, Everything that she does, it's like, it's, it's, I don't want to say theatrical because it, it does, it's not fake to me. I get, it's, it's just so it's so live everything that she does it's like every video that she makes every song that she makes it's just live there's so much depth in her videos so much animation like so much creativity and i want to get to i want to get to that like i want to be able to wear the big big puffy suits or something mm-hmm. like that or, or <laughs> I can't stand, stand out in the rain. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Love that video. Exactly. Stuff like that. Like it's just 
it's amazing. It's it's outer. It's mm-hmm. like out of the box. It's 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 something that's not normally thought of. And going and I'm cu- I'm curious going back real quick. I want to just like go back real quick to the, uh, you know, to the way the video like may over sexualize things. I want to get a woman's uh, point of view here, Lonnie. You you seen the video? I, mean, I did. Do, do you think that it's uh, it's too much, or do you think that this is an opportunity for women to pretty much express uh, their their the, the way they want to express themselves? Well, I mean, nowadays, um, female empowerment and embracing your body, it, it sells. I mean, I think of uh, another person who comes to mind, if you watched uh, what was the, the AMAs that were on the other night and Doja Cat, um, I guess another artist out there now who I would say super creative, you know, she rocks her booty. <laughs> she shows it. She's proud of it. And and I'll, and then one thing I, I I think that is refreshing. I'm not hating on the fake booties out there, <laughs> you know, or the ones who've had some work done. And no offense on anybody, but I mean, there's a lot to be said about seeing a woman embrace her body in all parts of it, you know, butt, breasts, whatever. So, no, that's cool. You know, as I I would say, as long as there's talent there too, you know. To go with it, yeah. But, as, long as, as long as there's there's some sort of uh, there's some sort of depth to right. uh, to the situation. No, that's de- definitely true. And I mean, it's it's uh, it's something that uh, it's good to hear uh, a female's perspective on this because again, again, Roxanne, I'm I'm sure you uh, you probably gotten you know as much as you've gotten positive feedback you probably gotten your little negative feedback here and there uh so that's that's you know that's definitely cool to hear a woman's point of view with that now as far as as far as uh the concept of the music video is that something that you came up with or is that something that the that uh, that the director uh came up with I came up with that actually. Um, I knew I knew in my head what I wanted, how I wanted the video to go. But it's sometimes it's hard for me to. It's like I have so much in my head. Sometimes it's hard for me to get it out. So with the director, they're like, "Okay, I think this is the way you want it. I think this is the way you want it. Let's throw some a lot of money in there. Let's put you in a whole money suit." Because I knew I wanted. I knew for a part of the video, I wanted it to just be a room, mm-hmm. just like the white room, and I and I just have that money suit on. Um, I knew when I shot on Rodeo, I knew that um, I wanted to be all red. I don't know why I wanted to do that. It just they popped in my head, and the directors and everybody made it work. Nice, nice, and I'm and and they did because I mean it did a, they did a really good job. Did did they shoot this during the pandemic or right before the pandemic hit? This was shot um, a little bit after, I guess, the pandemic. It never really slowed down. <laughs> um, I guess True. it was it was a little. We had a little bit of room, let's just say that. We had a little bit of room. Um, I, one part of the video, a big part of the video, um, 
it was literally just us. Nobody else. Everybody had their masks on. You know, the stylists, the directors, everybody. It was, it was, the place was shut down specifically for us. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, on Rodeo, everybody's going to be walking. So it, we kind of had our, we had a place, a little bit of space. Um, during the time, like whatever time we were doing it at, to where it's like, all right, we have a little bit of room. Everybody mask up when we shoot. Only person who doesn't need a mask on while we're shooting is Roxanne. But as right. soon as the camera cuts, mask back on. Like we took very safe protocols for the room that we did have. Good, good. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that uh, that you guys were all, uh, you know, making sure that you're all safe. I mean, because that's that's the important thing right now, especially when trying to uh, get, you know, trying to keep on moving forward with work and everything else. So that's good that you guys are taking precautions. Now, as far as uh, more songs are concerned, I mean, is th- this is this is your single right now, but I'm sure that during this time of the pandemic, you've been writing like crazy. I have been in, I might as well move into the studio. I have been, <laughs> I have this, but it's like, it, if you, what other time is, is, I mean, this is this horrible time, but what other time is better to get your creative juices flowing, to be able to just sit down and, and, and come out with a whole bunch of stuff. So I have a lot of, a lot of more songs on the way, a lot of more hits coming. <laughs> I mean that, and that's good. That's good because it seems like uh, you're doing pretty well with this uh, song so far. And uh, I got—I I mean, I'm—I'm I'm wondering during this time of isolation, have you been doing any like maybe live performances? I mean, you mentioned TikTok, but have you been like keeping yourself busy, maybe doing some live performances on uh, on social media like Instagram or anything like that? Um, actually, no. But since the video um, just came out, I do want to start doing that. Um, there's this app that I have. It's called Likey. It's kind of like TikTok, but um, it's a little different. I was actually able to upload my song on there as a sound. So I'm probably going to go on there, you know, do some videos on there with the sound because then people will be able to use the sound. And it's like social media is everything now. Very true. So once it gets out there, then I think it'll be great. But I do start doing um, like live performances and stuff like that. And I know they're going to always be virtual right now, which is kind of cool to me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool because it's like for me, it's preparing me. <laughs> true. Very true. I mean, I've been trying to get Jeremy on TikTok for the longest time. He just, <laughs> he just, he just, yeah, Jer- Jeremy, why do you refuse to get on TikTok? I told you I barely have enough time to do the social media I'm doing already. I don't need something else sucking up my life. Jeremy. No. <laughs> See, now you got Roxanne, like, you know, telling you to get on TikTok. Come on now. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really cool. But I mean, you know, it's 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 definitely uh, something that people need right now. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that are doing TikTok dances, uh, you know, to different types of uh, music and stuff like that. I mean, is that something that you're that you're uh, trying to get out there as well? I mean, you know, trying to get uh, trying to get people to dance to your music. Yes, yes, I am definitely trying to do that. Um, <laughs> I've been taunting my little sister. She's 15. I'm like, hey, 
look, I have a clean version of this song. Can you do a dance? Send <laughs> 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 your friends, do some dances to it. Put it on TikTok. Because I know, I know you girls that all dance all the time. That's all they do, just dance. The younger dance. generation, they, that's what they're doing. Yeah. That's exactly what they're, they're doing. Very true. You know, that's and they're true. and they're they're basically they're you know your fan base right there. It's the absolutely, the and I love that. I, I mean, love that. <laughs> I mean, that's and that's that's cool that you're catering to them, trying to like get them to to dance to your music and everything, and do TikTok dances. That's actually a really good. Uh, that's actually a really smart uh, branding idea for many uh, rising stars. Uh, I actually, I actually had um. It was so funny this morning. I woke up to it's. It was a guy. It, and he was from Africa and he did like a dance to my song all the way from Africa and I'm like nice. what this is ridiculous very cool <laughs> that's, that's so amazing I mean that's uh, that's got to be really cool for you to see that yes. <laughs> the people yes. the people are listening to your song in a in, on a worldwide spectrum. So I mean that's definitely you're getting you're definitely getting the attention of many people. So I mean, but I mean besides besides music, I also understand that you're working on a food business, and this is something that Jeremy because I got to tell you, Jeremy is a professional chef, so this is something that might be up his alley too. Well, that's what I I was I was waiting to ask because uh, I'm very interested here, Roxanne. What are you doing with food? I, what got you into it, and what 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 are you uh, working on? Um. Okay. Well, other than music, um, cooking is something that has always been therapy to me. When I am sad or when I'm going through things, I love to cook, and I learned from my grandmothers. Um, one's from New Orleans, the other one's from Panama. So. I, I I learned from them. I learned from watching them. They always used to let me cook with them. And I'm like, you know what? This is something that I really love doing. It's like it, when I get into the kitchen, everything else disappears. <laughs> I get that completely. It's uh, that's my relaxing, meditative place. So uh, I definitely get that. That's really cool that you enjoy that. I, I think many of us who enjoy cooking have that experience of learning from our grandparents um, or you know a close relative that we loved. I learned from my grandmother and learned to cook at her side as well. So that's really cool. Chef Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like Chef Boyar Jeremy right there. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> so, There's a compliment. <laughs> but no, you no, seriously, Roxanne, this guy, he, he's, he knows his stuff, man. I was We were actually just talking about this uh, in the last episode, how Jeremy, like, knows like his 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 cooking is like is like crack you know he gives you a little taste and then you just want more you know it's it's yes. it's it's a horrible it's a horrible thing but you know that's why i love him <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like Jeremy when I grow up. There you go. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was going to say that myself. <laughs> days, I'm not sure I want to be me. <laughs> but I mean, but we all still love you, guy. We all still love you, man. <laughs> the love is there, bro. But um, no, that's really cool, though, that you're trying to uh, create something with that. And I know that you're also, you're studying, you're actually in school studying uh, business management management as well yes i am i am yes, you. Uh, thank you so much lonnie i'm actually at um brunel university 
and I'm studying business management and it is exhausting, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm doing it. And so I'm happy. I mean, are you doing it because of the of the music career that you're getting into? Or are you doing this because of you just want to be prepared for any type of vi- business ventures that you might uh, seek in the future? I No, I'm doing it because I know at some point I am going to own my own business. Mm-hmm. So I want to be prepared for that. <laughs> Good. That's actually very smart. That's actually uh, because I, I know Lonnie that you you yeah. uh, are always uh, concerned yeah. about artists and how they manage their money and everything. Yeah, I think. I mean, hearing you, you know, have your hands in and in, in different things, and then just wanting to kind of run your own business. I think a business degree these days, if anything, not that you need it to run your own business, but to me is the most practical thing. And also just having to, having the freedom to be able to call your own shots. And so is that motivated by you wanting to be your own boss in the music industry because of so many of the horror stories that we've heard of where artists get taken? Actually, um, <laughs> yeah. That and I, of course, want to own my own little bakery shop one day. Cool. Um, so, yeah, though, like I, I want to know the ins and out of the music industry, business-wise. Um, mm-hmm. I want to know the ins and out of food business. How you know how how to. I, I don't want to just own something and not understand what I'm owning. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people jump so quickly into owning these businesses and they're, they're not, it takes a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot that I'm learning with this degree. So yeah, I would like to use that both ways. Owning my own label company, um, owning my own biz- food business. Nice. Very cool. That's actually really smart. That's actually very intelligent for you to do that. So props to you on that. Um, I got to ask, though, how many people have compared your looks to Rihanna? Because you kind of like... I get that every single day. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Ever since... I hit, I hit a nerve. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It doesn't matter how no, many times I change my hair. I... <laughs> Oh my, I get it every single day. It was so funny. Um, I was actually, this was maybe like four, four or five years ago. I was at the zoo and I was, I was with a friend of mine and I was at the zoo and this lady and her child, she literally dropped her child's hand. Like she was walking hand in hand with her child and she dropped her child's hand and ran up to me. And I'm just looking at her like lady now, I've never (laughs) No, I am five foot three. Rihanna is like five foot ten. I know you don't think that I'm her, but she did. <laughs> she literally was in shock. <laughs> oh my god! It's just it's it's just so funny because I mean you you know that you hit a nerve when the clapping begins. You can hear it in the background. <laughs> did when you, you hear start, it? When you start when you start hearing the 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 syllables being in in platform, you know that's when you know you hit her nerve. It's, it's just got real. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. That's exactly where it goes. It's it's so funny because I mean it's it's not a bad comparison though. I mean no, you know R- Rihanna's gorgeous, so. Absolutely. You know that 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 goes that that goes with you as well. I mean, you're very you're very beautiful as well. So that's not a bad comparison. You know, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Not Annoyed at all. maybe, but not mad. <laughs> no, absolutely not mad. Not mad at all. It's kind of annoyed, but not 
mad. I, well, it's 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 hot. I mean, she's she's sexy, but it's like when I look in the mirror, I don't see that. So it's it's always going to be strange to me. <laughs> yeah, it's very it's very true. I mean, we definitely I've been compared to many different people, and I'm like. You know, I, I don't see it, <laughs> but okay, whatever you say, you know, it's up to you. I mean, you know, Jeremy is compared to, you know, Jeremy. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, when you go down, when you go down the street, Jeremy, do people like, like, wait a minute, you're that Jeremy guy. Uh, no, 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 no. You have to remember that I, I don't have a name. <laughs> I answered a Ben. I answered a Hey You. Wow. I answered a... <laughs> They don't even say, hey, it's Linus from the Peanuts Gang. They don't even say that. They don't even look like Linus. Are you kidding? My friends don't even know I did I did the voice of Linus half the time. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's tragic. That's really tragic at the same time, <laughs> but funny as hell. No, but that's 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 cool though that uh Roxanne, you're taking it in stride and and you know, you you very much uh you very much seem like you have a good sense of humor about it for the most part. Uh your comparison towards Rihanna. And and, uh, but I mean, so with this pandemic that's going on, I mean, how have you, were you going to have any plans of touring or anything like that? I mean, have those plans, op obviously a lot of touring plans have changed, but I mean, was that in your, uh, in your itinerary for this year? It, it was a thought. Um, I, it was definitely on the table, but I am such a health freak. I, I just rather wait. I'd rather wait and, and do it at the right time. Like, of course I want to tour, of course I want to do all of that, but I just don't think now is the appropriate time to do that. And that's actually very responsible of you. That's actually very, very responsible of you to go ahead and see it that way because, yeah, right now definitely would not be the best time to uh, to do any of that. But uh, for sure, I'm sure you must be getting pretty antsy. You must you must want to get out there already and start, you know, performing for uh, for for crowds and everything. Yes, so badly. Well, okay, see, and that's why I want to do the live concerts. I want to do the live concerts first, so I'm just. I can get into that feel because when I'm going to be on stage and actually performing for a crowd, I still want to be able to have that, that like, okay, yep, just get out there. You can do this. Don't think about anything else until after this is over. Nice. So it's kind of cool that, that I can start doing that, you know, virtually to get myself ready. I was going to say, yeah, because you're shy. So yes. performing in front of a live crowd, that must be a little bit uh, nerve wracking for you. Yes. Well, I, I've, I've actually dealt with performance, you know, issues going on set, going before camera. I have dealt with anxiety as I've spoken to Xander about many times, um, not to be gross here, but I, I threw up out of anxiety and fear wow. and nervousness before every single taping of Growing Pains. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm you know? afraid of just, but I'm afraid of just going on stage and as soon uh. as I'm afraid of just, <laughs> yep, and it just all comes out. I, I, well, first of all, I've actually been there. Uh, I yeah, love the story. Per performing the Music Man <laughs> in front of 3,000 people. Wow. I 
vomited all over the stage right in the middle of one of the performances. This one was not out of anxiety. I ate a whole pizza in between shows. We had a night oh show God. that night. And yeah, it didn't go very well. But here's the thing that y you know deep down, just like I did. As soon as you step on stage, all that anxiety goes away. It's mm -hmm. every time I step in front of the cat, it's just a matter of getting to the performance. Yes. Yes. It's a matter of getting your brain ready for that part, getting to the performance. Once you step out there, I'm sure you experience that same, oh man, I'm right where I should be kind of moment that I do. That is very true. Because like when I'm getting ready and I'm, you know, getting my hair and my makeup done, I am panicking. <laughs> Because uh -huh. I know I'm getting ready to go and I'm, this video is about to happen and all eyes are on Roxanne. But as soon as I get in front of the camera, it you are right. It's <laughs> like, not you don't see anything else. You don't see anything. It's just... It's just you and whatever whatever is going on for you at that moment. Absolutely, that's great. That that's got to be that's got to be, yeah. I, I wouldn't know about performing in front of uh, anybody live <laughs> at all. Um, actually, I, I've done a couple of things here and there, but I don't like. It's crazy because I mean, for me, I, I get nervous as well here and there, but it's almost like a switch. I mean, the moment that I know that I have to be out there to do something, a certain thing, I look at it as, you know what? They're here to see me, not the other way around. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got to get over this here. You know, I got to get over the, the the nerves and everything because, you know, I'm, I'm out here to do something for a reason. And it's a good thing. I'm out here to hype them up. I'm up here. I'm out here to to make sure that they have a good time, that they enjoy whatever whatever is going to happen. Uh, so it's definitely something that uh, that uh, I've, I've kind of. I wouldn't say I've overcome it. I mean, I'm still, I still get nervous here and there, uh, especially if I have to like, you know, talk in front of, you know, a lot of people and, and if it's like a presentation or something like that, I, I do, I do worse in smaller settings, smaller group settings for some reason. I don't know why. Um, smaller settings are like, you know, they're focused. You're yeah, that's focused true. Right on you. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. That definitely has a lot to do with it. It's like, oh crap. So that means I actually have to do well here. So, but, uh, but I mean, you, you don't have that, you don't, you don't have that problem because I mean, you're looking at a larger, larger groups. So, I mean, that's, 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 uh, that's a good thing for you right there. I mean, you know, but it's good that you're doing the live stuff because again, you're, you're not only, you're not only trying, you're not only training yourself for uh for the actual like when 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 it actually happens when there's actually people there in front of you but you're also you know providing entertainment at the same time uh to, to many people you have to, have, you have to be it's like entertainment is everything people have to be entertained even with commercials if the commercial looks boring i'm not gonna watch it like <laughs> but it might even be some great information on there but if it's not appealing to me and if it's not entertaining then it's like that matters people need to be entertained but they and I also it's like I, I also with that entertainment want to actually have something to talk about good 
Good. Then keep on doing it, hon. Keep on doing it. Because <laughs> uh, right now, it's very much needed. So, But uh, I got to ask you uh, the question that I ask uh, many people that come on here. How can people stalk you on social media? Okay, first and foremost, stalkers. <laughs> um, yes. Just kidding, just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> well, with that, with, that, with that music video, you could, you could be oh, damn God. sure there's going to be a lot of stalkers. <laughs> oh, God. Look, as long as they're not Joes, then I'm okay. As long as they don't want to lock me in a cage. <laughs> there's, a, there's a very fine line between, you know, true fan and stalker. So, you yes. know, it, it's, it's a line you got to walk. Right? <laughs> very carefully. <laughs> You so, said, as my, long as they don't want to lock her in a cage, yes. that. Yes. <laughs> You're going to stalk me. Let me be free. And just stalk me. Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> yes. Let me just see you peeking through the bushes. Let me. <laughs> if you're going to stalk me, do it right, damn it. Yes. <laughs> you, do go out the there, right start, you, you, you go out there and start giving them pointers. Okay, this is what you do. Okay. You this sit is right how here. you stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain because you're not doing it right. Right. <laughs> All right. So, um, my YouTube, please, please, please subscribe. It is the it's official Roxanne Luciano music. Um, so that's my YouTube. I'm sorry, no, Roxanne Luciano music. I'm thinking of my Instagram. So YouTube is Roxanne Luciano music. My IG is official Roxanne Luciano. And right now, that's all where you can stalk me at. Okay. Not even t- what about TikTok? Listen, yeah, TikTok, absolutely. Um, TikTok is at Roxanne Luciano. Nice. And I will be posting. Um, I'm going to be on there a lot today. So yes. Awesome. 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 Well, Roxanne, thank you so much for being on the Xander Effect. Appreciate your time. And I hope to have you on here again very soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. No Great worries. Great talking with you. All of yeah. you. Nice talking to you. You're nice <laughs> talking to you. It's awesome to have girl power in the building. Absolutely. See, that's yes. see, Now you understand, Lonnie, why we hired you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lonnie, they need you. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. Very Me true. Very, very true. Coming up next in sports news, looks like uh, Razorblades is out of UFC main event because due to COVID-19. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here is LL Cool J's Hey Lover right here on the Xander Effect. Flash. 
flashbacks of an eye contact. Wish I could lay you on your stomach and caress your back. I would hold you in my arms and ease your fears. I can't believe it. I ain't had a crush in years. Hey, love. Think it's safe for you to travel that way And I don't want to violate your relationship So I lay back in the cut with a crush That's a trip Still, he can't stop me from having daydreams Tonguing you down with uh, vanilla ice cream Kissing on your thighs under moonlight Searching your body with my tongue, girl, all night I wonder one day could it be Simple dreams could turn into reality Our love would come down so naturally We would walk down the aisle of destiny What your man Get this hustle long, got your type scared Break you off a little chump change to do your hair That seems to be enough to satisfy your needs But there's a deeper level if you follow I'd lead Hey love It was me on the other end Telling you come by and then you walked in I touched you gently with my hands We talked about traveling to distant lands Escaping all the madness out here in the world Becoming my wife, no longer my girl Then you let your dress fall down to the floor I kissed you softly and you yearned for more Experience pleasure unparalleled Into an ocean of love we both fell Swimming in the timeless currents of pure bliss Fantasies interchanging with each kiss Undying passion unites our souls Together we swim until the point of no control But it's a fantasy, you won't come true We never even spoke and your man sway love you So I'ma keep all these feelings inside Keep my dreams alive until the right time Hey guys, this is Sean Kanan. Catch me coming up on the Xander Effect. You're not going to want to miss this one.
Hey guys, this is Ian Gary. Hey, this is Annalise Hoveda. Hey yo, this is Nightmare from Dirty Machine. Hi, this is Cambry Lovesey. Hey, this is Stuffley. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Xander Effect.
Lifelines Rasta right here on the Xander Effect. And again, thank you so much, uh, Roxanne Luciano, for being on the Xander Effect. And, uh, you know, hope to have her here on, on here very soon. I mean, her music's really good, guys. I mean, I think I, th- I definitely think she's uh, she's a rising star. Yeah, cool. I, defi- I definitely uh, I like her music. Um, you know, I'm not the hip hop is definitely not one of You're my main genres You're that I listen to. I'm a square. I'm a square. <laughs> Thank you, Fonzie. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, but I, I do like what she's doing and the song. I like the I like the women empowerment aspect. I like the go get it aspect, and I like the now is the time aspect. So it it's cool. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you know, she's definitely a rising star and uh, Mm -hmm. definitely look forward. uh, You know, I mean, Lonnie, I mean, I know that you were uh, pleased to hear that she's actually uh, she's trying to get uh, a business degree to be able to manage uh, her her spending and stuff like that. Because, again, I know that you're always concerned Mm -hmm. about artists taken with the industry. I just heard so many stories, you know, about people not being fully informed or just not understanding what they're getting into. Just the fact that she wants to have her her own business, whatever it is, I think is awesome. Yeah, no, definitely, and uh, you know, definitely wish her a lot of uh, luck in yeah. that success, in that aspect of her life as well. So, I mean, I I know Jeremy that you were thrilled that she's uh, getting into the food stuff because that's right up your alley. Yeah, no, that's really cool, and I always love hearing about um, artists whether they be actors, singers, musicians, other, any, you know, any artist who's branching out into something else that's creative and food is a creative passion. So that's really cool. Um, I'll give you an example. I got to meet uh, the surviving members of the Ramones. Oh, nice. And uh, Marky Ramone actually has his own line of pasta sauces and um, Italian cuisine based on recipes from his grandmother. Oh, nice. And it was just a passion project. I love finding out about that kind of thing. Um, you know, that legends of that I've followed for years have a passion for cooking and are doing something like that that's kind of that's under awesome. the radar. Yeah. That's really cool, though. That's really cool, though, that 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 uh, that, uh, that artists get involved in food and everything. Because, I mean, you know, we all got to eat, right? <laughs> I mean, well, like I said as well, it's a, it's another form of of creativity and expressing yourself. And I think that's something that connects with anybody who's already naturally creative. Absolutely. Very true. Very true. true. Well, again, you know, I hope, uh, you know, I hope that uh, she does very well in in the business aspect of it and hope to have her on the Xander again on Xander effect very soon. So that'd be that'd be great to have her. But, uh, you know, we got uh, some news coming in uh, in sports having to do with Curtis Blades test positive for COVID-19. And he's out of the main event card against Derek Lewis. Now, this is a fight that a lot of people were looking forward to. I kind of was looking forward to it as well because Curtis is just a beast. The guy is just a freaking beast. And uh, to be honest, I mean, my money, my, my money was on Curtis. But now things have obviously changed. And uh, I don't know this 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 situation. I mean, Dana White had a pretty good. Uh, bubble going uh, out in uh, Dubai for a very long time with a lot of these uh, fights that were going on, and uh, but it, but again, it's it's 
it was kind of a loose bubble because it's not like the fighters were were there training or anything like that. They were coming from different parts of the world uh, and then going to the fight there in, in Dubai because, you know, they closed everything down in Vegas. So he was like, you know, uh, Dana White was like, you know, screw this. I'm just going to go ahead. I'm still going to do the fights, but I'm just going to do it out of the country. Uh, and uh, I mean, this this I would think that this actually puts a, a wrench in in the UFC card so close to it being, you know, so close to the to the to the to the fight. I mean, Jeremy, what do you think on this whole situation? Well, I mean, any cancellation this close to a fight throws a wrench into your into your card. I mean, you got to try and come up with a last minute replacement. I mean, whether it's a cut, whether it's an injury, no matter what the reason for, you know, the postponement or the withdrawal from the fighter, it's always a major pain in the ass. I mean, that's just the truth. Um, but one of the other aspects is people forget that, especially in MMA where you have to train for a specific skill set for a fight having that changed up at the last minute can be devastating we've seen some of the biggest upsets in mma happen because of a replacement True. And the reasons because you didn't prepare for this guy's style. It's Very not true. that the fighter's not good enough to beat him, but these guys train for months on a certain style, focusing on certain weaknesses and techniques of of their opponent. And when that changes up, even more than boxing or any of the other competitive sports in in MMA, that is a major detriment. So it, it throws a wrench in everything. Now I want to give Dana White some props because while it was a loose bubble he was still doing things responsibly and that people True. were being tested immediately when they came in people were being quarantined for a certain period of time when they came in all that kind of stuff and i think ufc being what it is which is an individual sport with a few corner men that kind of thing you have the ability to limit it more any individual sport tennis boxing MMA, you know, anything like that, you're going to be able to limit the people surrounding it and have a little bit more control. On top of that, I don't have as much of a problem with it because these are grown men who are being paid a paycheck and are making a decision to put themselves at risk or not. True. True, and right now, as it stands, uh, looks like uh, the 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 event that was going to uh, be going on because this is for UFC Fight Night Las Vegas, uh, and it's for Saturday. Uh, so that fight between Curtis Blades and Derek Luce is completely uh, is completely canceled now. Uh, they're hoping that uh, they'll be able to move it to, to reschedule it for UFC 256 on two on December 12th. That's what they're hoping. Um, but as it stands, the co-main event uh, between Anthony Smith and Devin Clark has now been moved up to the fe- for you know to be the feature fight. So at least they have a backup for that one. But it still sucks. It still really sucks to to uh, have that. But yeah, I mean, I could agree with you as well that having a replacement so last minute uh, does put a wrench in the plans because er- like many people don't understand that the fight game is a game plan. There's always a game plan to to uh, to fighting. It's not that you just you know you train for a few months and then just go in there and go at it. No, you actually have to. It's like it's like football or or basketball or any other sport. You have to watch tape on mm-hmm. your opponent. 
and figure out what their weaknesses are. What's what where where you're going to be able to capitalize on on that weakness? How you're going to be able to get there? Uh, you you got to figure out exactly. Okay, this is a stand up person. We need to have uh, you know training and stand up. To make sure that you're going to be able to uh, to counter anything that they're going to throw at you in a stand-up game, or if it's a ground game, you know what are we going to do as far as if if the person's if the opponent's ground game is weak, then that person has to train harder on the ground game to be prepared for a takedown, and uh, you know and the ground game from there. So there's a lot of stuff, a lot of a lot of different uh, strategies that go into the fight game that many people don't understand, uh, and like. You you said Jeremy it's it's not that you know if if there's like a major upset it's not that the fighter was a bad fighter it's just that they weren't prepared for something like that they were it's a last minute um addition you know to a cancellation or to you know in this case uh due to uh health reasons uh but uh yeah it's 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 definitely uh it's definitely something that many people don't understand about the fight game is that uh it could definitely uh, the the lack of preparedness can actually determine the outcome of the fight more so than the fighter themselves. Especially in MMA, uh, people don't realize that unlike boxing and unlike other combat sports, the the difference between winning and losing, you know, in other combat sports, they say is you know it's a matter of inches. In MMA, it's a matter of millimeters. Wow. These guys are so closely grouped in their talent. Every one of these guys in the top 10 or so can beat everybody else on any given day. Their skills are so close. Their abilities are so close. It's not a matter of inches. It's a matter of millimeters. And if your preparedness is taken away, that is, I mean, now given the guy who's coming in at the last minute's notice is also unprepared, but he's got nothing to lose. And that makes the difference a lot of times. Unlike boxing, where you can come in unprepared, given the game plan is still so important, but it's boxing. So you only have a limited skill set you're allowed to use. So no matter how unprepared you are, if you're faster and stronger, you're probably going to win. It may take you longer, but you're probably going to win. In MMA, if you're faster and stronger, the guy may just take you down to the ground. And mm-hmm. now you're doing grappling and your game may only be a fraction better than hit. You know, there's all these things that come into it with, with MMA that are so different than other sports. And again, Lonnie, you can probably yeah. attest to this. Most mm-hmm. people who are casual fight fans tend to forget about the strategy. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize there was so much strategy into it. I was going to say, Lonnie's over there quietly taking notes right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm learning something new. Listening. Yeah, I just didn't realize. I mean, but it makes sense because there's so much involved in MMA. I mean, I, you can see that because what? It's a kind of a mixture of martial arts mm-hmm. and then it's kind of boxing too. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's a mixture every, of everything. Everything that works, basically. Yeah. And that's what makes it so brilliant. You know, when yeah. it started, it really started as a test of styles. It okay. was started to show, well, it was started to show the dominance of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. But okay. at the time, you had 
pure kickboxers fighting sumo wrestlers. And wow. you had uh There was boxers. no weight class. <laughs> no, there was no weight classes. Wow. There was no you had a boxer fighting a ground game wrestler guy. You had so it was a real tr- test of styles. But over the years it has morphed because people have learned what works. So the styles have gotten closer and closer together. They're all different amalgamations, different combinations of these same styles. So it's become very similar, even if guys are maybe stronger in one area or the other. I mean, even the best nowadays, even the best stand-up fighters have formidable ground games and can get on the ground and defend themselves and possibly even submit you. So I, I people only see the brutality a lot of times. What right. they don't realize is just as much as boxing, it is the sweet science. There is mm-hmm. a lot of calculation. There is a lot of strategy that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. That that I definitely can agree with. I mean, it's it's um, you know I I I did it, and it's it's it it's it has a lot to do with that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, right now, uh, unfortunately, you know, the, I mean, Dana White decided to cancel it, uh, with good reason, because I mean, you know, it's, it, first of all, it's, it's a, it's a Saturday night. It's a UFC fight night Saturday. So it's not like it's a, it's a huge pay-per-view per se. Um, it's something that's, uh, pretty much, I, I believe it's free on, on, you can watch it on, on, uh, I think Fox sports or ESPN, one of the two, I forget which one it is. Uh, so that's why it's not that big of a, a of a of a change or anything like that but still it sucks and hopefully they'll be able to reschedule it for for the next ufc pay-per-view but uh in other sports news uh you know involving mma uh looks like uh vitor belfort is calling out anderson the spider silva and he wants to rectify the loss that he got uh from him back in 2011 when he got uh <laughs> when he got ko'd by anderson silva and Here's the thing. We all know Silva has retired. Uh, he's done. He's he's done from the fight game. My gripe is, why are you calling out a guy that's already retired? Why are you calling out a guy that, you know, is, has taken a lot of bumps and bruises over the years? Why are you calling him out now? I mean... I'm I'm wondering if maybe it has to do with maybe he always wanted this fight and he never got it, and now that uh, Anderson is no longer with the UFC, maybe now there's now's an opportunity to to be able to get him to another uh, in another uh, in another fighting you know uh, uh, in the, uh, um, promotion. I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a very strange thing for him to be calling out uh, Anderson Silva uh, at this time. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of feeling a little bit weird about that. How do you feel about that, Jeremy? Um, I'm going to be a little bit of the naysayer here. Now, given I don't know, none of us know what's going on in Belt in Belfort's mind, but he has had a history in the press of. Um, antagonizing fighters he's had an issue with. Yeah. And I find it rather telling, not strange, that he's waited until Anderson Silva is at his low point to start talking mm-hmm. trash. Mm-hmm. This is a man who handed him his ass when they got when they fought. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was not a close fight. This was not anything that he could, you know, oh yeah, no, I, I won and it was the judges. Or no, he got his ass handed to him. 
and he's waited to talk shit about one of the greatest fighters of our generation, quite possibly the greatest fighter of our generation. And he's waited until, you know, he's his game has deteriorated. Yeah. The injuries have caught up with seeing. him. You know, the man's at, a, at his low point. And in my opinion, would still probably whoop Vitor's butt. Very true. But, you know, I think it's it's very telling that he kept his mouth shut for so long when at the time when he probably knew he'd get his butt handed to him. I, I will compare this to Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, Floyd very true. Ducked Manny Pacquiao for years. Ducked him for years. Ran away from him. Refused to fight. He knew Pacquiao had his number. He waits until Pacquiao's skills have completely diminished, until age is catching up with him, till he was in court battles and all these other things back in the Philippines because he was doing he was in government back there. You know, he waited for him to be at his weakest, and then he starts talking shit, and then he challenges him and accepts a contract. It was a cowardly move. I don't like people who duck the best. If you want to claim to be the best, you got to fight the best, plain and simple. So, you know, this just reeks of him waiting until, you know, a guy's at his low point and trying to kick him when he's down. Yeah, it's 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 funny that you say that because uh, to add to that, he actually went ahead and uh, told TMZ Sports, quote, Anderson, you know, he's living off that kick. So let's go. I mean, oh, <laughs> I mean, just to add to what you were just saying about uh, about him talking about him talking shit about uh, Anderson. He also had a few choice words for Chael Sonnen too. Which, by the way, I can't stand Chael Sonnen anyway. Well, so, everybody has some choice words for Chael. So yeah, he he went ahead and he said, a "quote I want Chael Sonnen. I really want him to shut his mouth. We were supposed to fight one time, but he got caught up in steroids. I'm okay with it. You can take whatever you want. I'll beat your ass, Chael." Son and let's go. Um, <laughs> but it didn't end there. He could wait a minute. On. Wait a minute. I, oh, oh, hold, I, on, hold, I... hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me <laughs> let me finish this part right here because it didn't end there. He went on. He got personal on Chael's mom. Um, <laughs> he said, "Quote: Chael's mom's gonna root for me. Chael's family, like Vitor Belfort, they don't like Chael. Even his family don't li- don't like Chael. So, <laughs> well." And you know he there's there's a certain amount of truth to what he's saying there. Chell <laughs> is a very polarizing fighter, and he did it on purpose. The guy was a master marketer, and mm-hmm. if if you talk to people who were around him as a fighter, he's actually, from what I've heard, a fairly easygoing easy to get along with guy mm-hmm. but he loved just like in wrestling he he volunteered to be the heel you know ah. he knew he's going up against these legends or this weather uh, he knew the way to market it was to make himself the villain and he did it very convincingly <laughs> he did it very well People do not <laughs> like him the fighters who fought him the fans he's one of the most hated successful fighters there were but what i find weird is we have vitor belfort calling someone out for using performance enhancing drugs when this son of a bitch was taking testosterone yeah 
you know, for years. You can tell, dude. Viewers, fucking. He's, well, it's he's not. It's not. You huge. can tell. It's a. It's a fact. He went before the doping agency and actually the U.S. doping agency and filed a thing so that he could be on testosterone replacement therapy at like 32 years old. Oh wow! You're you're telling me before 40, his testosterone had dropped so much. The only way that happens is if he was doing steroids beforehand. So either way, he's dirty. True. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. calling someone else out for using steroids? Are you joking me? Lonnie, freaking I freaking hypocrite. I, Lonnie, <laughs> I, Lonnie, I don't know, but I think I think Jeremy doesn't like him too much. Yeah. I think that's a safe well, that just, piss, that just pisses me off. I mean, he never bothered me as a fighter. He was never one of my favorite fighters, but I didn't dislike the guy. I didn't root against him, you know, purposely mm-hmm. or anything like that. But to hear him, you know, calling somebody out for something he is notorious for, uh, you know, that's, that's, just with, a, yeah. that's a chicken shit move. True, yeah. true. Well, as, as it stands, you know, we still need to, we're, I mean, people are wondering if Anderson's going to respond. You know, for sure, Chael's probably going to respond. <laughs> That's without a doubt. Um, so we'll go ahead and uh, keep an eye on that. But uh, in other sports news, Lonnie, you you uh, pretty much uh, found out some very interesting news in regards to the Ravens versus the Steelers uh, game that was uh, postponed due to COVID-19 due to COVID uh, players being infected with COVID-19. Yeah, it just seems like every minute this story is definitely fluid. Um, A number of the Ravens players tested positive for COVID um, right before uh, the Thanksgiving game, which was set for yesterday, which was canceled. Uh, A lot of players were bummed if just kind of monitoring Twitter. There were a number of Steelers players speaking out. They were bummed because this is like the second time their schedule has been switched around. They still haven't had a bye. And it's just, you know, I guess they sort of feel, even though they you know, definitely want it to be a safe game. Um, and they, they feel like this is now, unfortunately, changing their game plan. You guys were just talking about how MMA fighters have a plan. I'm sure the team has been studying tape and they had a plan for the Ravens and the Ravens versus Steelers game is always super physical and always one of those games that like down to the very end, you really don't know who's going to win. Yeah, but with um, the shocking the, the shocking news here is that uh, their quarterback, yeah, Lamar, that- Lamar Jackson for the Ravens tested positive. So as of right now, the last uh, time I checked, uh, Coach Tomlin had a practice scheduled and canceled it for the Steelers today. And the quote I read is he's just kind of waiting to see what happens next in terms of moving forward for what was the scheduled game for Sunday. So I'm hearing different reports I heard one report saying that Sunday's game is going to be canceled, and then another report saying that they're well, going to go We ahead. actually we have a brand new update. It just so dropped about update? five seconds ago, and it looks like the game will be moved from Sunday till Tuesday right now. And wow. if, if the well, they've done that a few times now. This is be the fourth or fifth Tuesday game that mm-hmm. has been one of the delayed games from Sunday. Um, but it looks like that's still only tentative because they don't know if they can field a position group. And that's what people need to remember. 
This isn't just, oh, our starting quarterback can't play, so we don't want to play. Right. When you're talking about a position group where you only have two or three players on your team, well, guess what? The quarterbacks are in the film room together. The backups right. are there. So if the quarterback has been exposed, your backups have been exposed. You now mm-hmm. have no quarterbacks. You have an entire position you can't field. So this is not something that can be worked around, you know, and that's what's happening in college football right now as well. Not to get too far off, but we had three cancellations in the Pac-12 as well as the USC Mm -hmm. game. And that's what happened with the USC game. They still have not released the player's name because it's a college player uh, who tested positive, but it would appear that it was someone on the offensive line because that was the position group that USC could not fill. Our entire mm-hmm. offensive line is basically in quarantine. That's, so that's when you fun. when you lose a position group, that's what the issue is, and a lot of the fans don't realize that right now. They're like, "Well, you got play, you got fifty some odd players, you got eighty players on a team. Why can't you play?" You know, it's a position. If you can't fill that group, and the smaller that group gets, the harder it becomes to fill. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we're dealing with here. And from what I'm hearing, this all started with the Ravens with one of their conditioning coaches who had COVID but failed to to report the symptoms. And so a lot of people are angry at them, at the organization, for the way that they handled it. Because, I mean, he's... He's working in direct contact with the players. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen right there. If that's true, that's absolutely horrible. Yep. Yeah, because it starts at the top. So, But my whole thing is, though, if eight players and then a few more come down with COVID, you know, I don't think it's safe for the Steelers to be around them. Even just one pit player on their team, because there's so much not known about this virus. It's so tricky. I absolutely agree. And that's where I think some of the blowback that I've seen has come on social media. And it's only been small, but even some Mm -hmm. of the Steelers fans have called out the Steelers for their reaction. Yeah. You know, calling them out for, you know, uh, don't you think you guys should be safe and watch out for. So they have received some blowback for that initial reaction of, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of being called out for not looking out for themselves and their families. Right. Uh, You know, Winning, I mean, the thing is, keep in mind, they're undefeated. So in mm-hmm. their mind, you know, when you have momentum like this. Oh, absolutely. Everyone, you want to keep going. You know, you don't want there to be a delay. And so I get that they're having an amazing season. But at the same time, you have to think about your health. Is it worth winning again when you put one person on the team at risk and the entire team comes down with COVID? It's not it's worth tough. it. It's it's a it's a tough situation right now and uh man it sucks to hear that. It really sucks to hear the the how irresponsible some people can actually be uh you know as far as as far as their health and as far as the health of the well-being of others but you know I mean hopefully uh hopefully no more cases will arise from this particular uh, uh matchup right here uh and you know let's just hope for the best for everybody right there. Let's hope that everybody gets well soon. Hopefully Lamar Jackson will go cuz that's a big blow to the Ravens right there losing Lamar for Huge. a little bit. You know, that's a that's a really really Huge. Really although although in all honesty in the first game we played against them, he did not have a good game. 
I mean, Lamar, it's it's crazy because Lamar, he's he hasn't been doing too well this year. Um, he's doing a lot. He's not doing as well as he did last year. He's had a bit of regression. A little bit. I mean, that could have to do with no preseason as well. Uh, You know, I mean, like, like there's a lot of issues going on. I mean, you know, uh, for for lack of preseason and in saying that. Uh, in saying that, uh, you know, in other sports news, uh, it, you know, talking about you no, know, no preseason, it looks like the Cowboys are being plagued right now with injuries. I mean, this is just mm-hmm. this is just a horrible year for the Cowboys. I mean, we have Zach Martin that actually returned from an injury. He shifted to right tackle, and well, before that one, however. We have Cam Irving that was rolled up by a defender in, in on on uh, in a in a in the game between Washington. He was lo- he you know was rolled up by a defender and he lo- he was lost for the day with a knee sprain. Four snaps mm-hmm. later, Zach Martin, who just returned from injury, uh, was lost you know lost for the day as well as he strained his calf on a third and five uh in the washington red zone i mean this is just it's just so bad for the cowboys and uh you know uh, uh you know running back ezekiel elliott went ahead and said quote i mean it's just kind of this year in a nutshell uh yep. and it's just that's just just the facts right now um you know uh mike mccarthy went ahead you know the head coach of the cowboys mike mccarthy went ahead and said quote i can't tell you how proud i am of those boys just jumping in there brandon and terrence because they had to take over uh for for um for martin and for irving uh and he went ahead he continued on to say but you know you make adjustments unfortunately we have uh quite a bit of experience with that situation this year and that's not that's not a good thing i mean they've had a huge losses i mean dak prescott was a ginormous loss for the cowboys right now and this is just not their year i mean this is just not their year and partly it has to do with lack of preparation lack of lack of a preseason i mean you know we've talked about this before many times that this this is just uh this is just that type of situation right now that's why fantasy football had to be shifted around a lot and even though mm-hmm. fantasy football is coming towards its end very soon here i mean jeremy you know as the fantasy football guru of the xander effect <laughs> Um, you know what? What are your what are your what's your advice at this point for many people that might have a lot of these players on their roster and you know having to shift around a little bit? Uh, at this point, this late in the game, especially with so many injuries and so many people being out and so many first round, you know, people that were top picks for fantasy teams being out. Mm-hmm. At this point, you're getting close to the playoffs in fantasy football and. If one of your guys has now gone down or is out with COVID or you got to do some big replacement, now is not the time to play it safe. Now's the time to take a big risk because you're going to lose one way or the other, most likely, if you're losing one of your big stars. So why not go out with a bang? You know, look for that long, that long shot guy that you can replace him with that nobody else is thinking about, that you just have some feeling he's going to pop in this game. Put in the kicker. (laughs) Well, it's, yeah, yeah, start a third kick. But, um, you know, I mean, that's really the only advice in this kind of crazy season this late in the game. You're not going to be able to make a trade. You're not going to find anybody really decent on the waiver wire that's 
got a name. So you got to go for that long shot. You got to look for that backup quarterback who happens to be against a, maybe a weak matchup. You got to look for that fourth string wide receiver who's getting to start and happens to have a weak matchup. You got to find that guy that is going to pop and do something big for you. Um, it's got to be a home run or nothing situation. That's how you win. True. Cool. That's sound advice right there, Lonnie. Are you gonna? Yes. Are you are you gonna join our fantasy football league next year? Uh, no. Come on, <laughs> it'll be fun. I, you know what would be really awesome is if <laughs> you became the champion. That would be fun. Well, you know, you, cool. you know, the first the the rookies always have the odds. They do. I don't know why it is in in I fantasy know. football, but man, I am telling you, first year players are almost always in the playoffs, and they almost always win. It's ridiculous. I might, you guys. I might. I, I might. mean, we'll teach you. We'll teach you. Yeah. <laughs> teach me, then yeah. We'll teach you. <laughs> we'll teach you to lose. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, she yeah. follows your advice. Hey, who was the champion? Who's still the champion? I never yeah. lost. I never lost. <laughs> I mean, Lonnie, who are you going to take advice from? You know. What's up, McCaskers? The, the, the champ. <laughs> No, no, bitch. No, 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 no. Okay, there was no asterisks behind my championship, sir. I'll get, on, an, I'll get an outside consultant. There you go. Smart hey, very smart. Go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and 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 uh, lease out your team. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rules about that. There's no rules yeah. about that in fantasy football. You can go ahead and do what you got to do. I mean, it'll suck for the rest of us, but you know that's 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 just that's more of a moral issue between you and Lonnie. See, that's what, we're gonna leave that to you and your conscience if you decide to do something like that. <laughs> See, the mind games begin, <laughs> and you're not even in there yet. Oh my god, it's I gotta tell you, fantasy football is a lot of fun. I do miss it, uh, but not this year. <laughs> I think in a sense, I'm actually okay with not being in uh, in fantasy football because of all the stuff that's going on. Like every day, it seems like there's something, there's something yeah, there's that happens. Twist. Yeah. Uh -huh. Every time there's like new yeah. players that are, that are being injured, COVID-19 postponed. Yeah. I mean, it's just all bad for any fantasy football owner this year. Yep. You know, making adjustments, you have to be really like, you have to figure out what adjustments you got to make. I mean, it's just, it's just mm -hmm. definitely not a good year for fantasy football. And again, in a sense, I'm a little bit happy that, uh, that we, um, uh, that we, uh, well, you know, one of us left, the other one got kicked out. <laughs> but we're not going to go there. <laughs> Coming up next in video game news, it looks like uh, PlayStation is getting themselves, getting a one-up on the Xbox Series X. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here's Annalise Hoveda's Crazy Love right here on The Xander Effect. You're my favorite problem I, uh, feel like I'm falling Bye-bye, I went to my conscience Whenever my body needs One kiss, I'm over the limit Your lips, know all my secrets I'm in, to do to quit this Even if I know I need to
What's going on? It's Amanda Holly. Hey, Jeremy Miller from Growing Pains here. This is Max and Waddle Riley Sawyer. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to The Xander Effect. I need another story. Something to get off my chest. My life gets kind of boring Need something that I can confess Till on my sleeves I stained red From all the truth that I've said Come by it honestly, I swear Thought you saw me wink, no I've been on the brink, so tell me what you want to
this is Dovely, and you're listening to Xander Dames on The Xander Effect. What it do, baby boy? Yeah, little mama, you looking good. I see you wanna play with a player from the hood. Come holler at me, you got it like that. Big Snoop Dogg with the lead pussy cat. I show you how I go that. Yeah, I wanna throw that. Me and you one on one, treat it like a show that. You look at me and I look at you. I'm reaching for your shirt. What you want me to do? Melody, you telling me? Pussycat Dolls featuring Snoop Dogg, 
buttons right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, looks like the Xbox Series X isn't uh, outperforming PlayStation 5. According to many gamers, they've done comparisons on the two, and it seems that the PS5 is uh, definitely outperforming uh, Xbox Series X in early game tests. More specifically on uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, many gamers have been noticing the 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 frames per second uh the quality is a lot better on the ps5 than than on the xbox series x and uh they're starting to actually talk about that a little bit more that was a curiosity i was having for a while here and according to uh you know according to um digital foundry editor uh, richard liebetter uh he said quote the dips look really strange to me and it kind of suggests to me some kind of API limitation on the Xbox side where the GPU is being held back by something. Uh, in layman's terms, it just seems that it's it's the quality is poor uh, and that there might be some issue with the Xbox's uh, GPU. So that's something that maybe Microsoft might have to look into. Uh, I mean, it, it always happens though. And in a sense, that's kind of why I'm glad I haven't gotten either of the new next gen consoles because there's always going to be there's always going to be bugs that mm-hmm. need to be ironed out and they usually take a few months for them to iron it out you know they usually go ahead and come up I mean, there. This is just. This might be just a, a marketing uh, uh, thing as well, where they put out like a beta version of the of the console, and then a few months later they come out with, "Oh, get the Xbox Series X twelve point five, you know, or something like that." You know, kind of like what they did with the Xbox One, where they went from the Xbox One to the Xbox One X. I mean, it just, you know, it's the same damn Xbox and it's just enhanced better. Uh, and it's just, you know, again, it's something that that uh, that these uh, companies tend to do. I don't know if they do it on purpose or if they do it and they don't realize the bugs that are in it, they fix it so they come up with a brand new game console that's better than the last one to go ahead and, and up it a little bit. But so far, it seems the PS5 is is doing the damn thing and uh i gotta tell you you know especially for a game like assassin's creed valhalla which by the way i still can i i'm still playing there's just so much to do in that game it's not even funny i actually and jeremy you might get a kick out of this they're they actually have excalibur in assassin's creed valhalla i know i I just i actually just uncut i just unlocked it just last night and let me tell you the freaking sword is awesome. <laughs> it's freaking awesome. Nice. But but yeah, it's it's well, a lot of fun. But Jeremy, you had some some news uh, coming in actually as well. Um, you no, know, I do. I wanted to comment on that. I find this story interesting about the the PS5 because there's always this back and forth. I mean, the rivalry mm-hmm. and everything else is always this back and forth. They're always nitpicking over. Oh, this one does this better. This one does this. It's similar to the you know Apple Samsung BS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, But what I find interesting is, although this is coming from the reviewers and stuff like that, I'm hearing a very different story from the content creators on YouTube. Ah. A lot of the content creators that I follow started playing on PS5 because they had access to the next-gen version on PS5 quicker. And most of them were noticing frame rate lag 
and switched over to playing on Xbox or playing on their PC once uh, that was available. So I, again, I'm hearing kind of conflicting stories here um, from the people who are playing it. So I wonder if, you know, one side or the other is trying to manipulate it a little bit PR-wise. I don't know. There's always those games being played, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, with these two companies and the releases and the rivalry between the fans. And there so, might be a payoff? I, I, I can't say anything like that. All I know is it's I, I'm just hearing different things from the content creators who had access to it early. Um, so, I mean, it could even be that they were playing the earlier version and the day one patch for PS5 fixed that and made it better than Xbox. Who knows? Mm. But like I said, what I was hearing from the content creators was very different from what I was hearing here. So I found that kind of interesting. Um, but the other story I found is rather unique, actually. Um, we now have a new record for the most expensive video game ever sold. Wow, what's the record? So the previous record was for a c- original copy of Super Mario Brothers, which a bidder bought up back in July for $114,000. Oh my god. Wow. And this one is a original copy sealed original box copy of Super Mario Brothers 3 and it actually has a um, it has a box design variant so it's a very small thing but the word bros brothers mm-hmm. on the car on the car um, on the actual box was in the right hand corner where it could be completely seen and it was not obscuring uh, the picture. In this box, very small thing, but it's on the left and it's actually obscuring part of Mario's hand. And apparently that was only done on a few copies early on. So this makes it very unique. It's still sealed and it has a very high uh, quality rating from one of the ratings bureaus. It's an A plus quality box, no blemishes. It's a rating of 9.2, which in these things is very high so yeah somebody actually paid the new record is one hundred and fifty six thousand dollars at auction for this wow crazy for a sealed box video game wow Dang. now can yeah. you imagine if his grandkid gets a hold of that and sticks it in? <laughs> oh my god that would be horrible <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh my god that's just that wow that's crazy though like i didn't even wow i mean what do you do when you pay play that much for i pay that much for a video game do you have it like a like what some guys do for cars they collect that's like what I was going to say is, you know, probably has it under glass somewhere in his house yeah. for display or because, I mean, you don't. It's like the guys who collect, um, you know, the original figurines still in right. box, still in. A, those, those are not being bought to be played with or used. They stay in the box. I mean, they're mm-hmm. very, very anal about that kind of thing. So um, it's a display piece. It's a it's a collector's item. No different than I mean, I certainly mm-hmm. nowhere near that kind of money, but I have my small collection of my 50 home run signed baseballs by Mantle and all these different right people. On. And I mm-hmm. I have my USC memorabilia signed and my Laker memorabilia. No one really, cares. No one really cares about USC. <laughs> well, no, nobody who wears that, that pathetic baby blue cares. But, you know, we don't, we don't care what the little brother in town says. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? I just... 
<laughs> whatever. So <laughs> you always have to stump me on that one, but that's that's fine. That's okay. He's like, uh, whatever. Uh, uh. I, I, that's, I told you that's still my favorite meme I ever got to send you was the one of the the skeleton <laughs> sitting on the park bench, and it says UCLA fan waiting for for them to take over LA. <laughs> I hate you. I really hate you right now. Anywho, but that's but that's interesting. News. That's interesting news right there. That somebody would pay that much for a freaking like for a box cover in a game. I mean, that's just dude. Right? Talk I, about having a lot of disposable income. You got that right. <laughs> Time like money wasted right there. Uh, but I mean, I guess it would make sense. I mean, I still have. It's so funny because I mean, I actually still have the original Voltron uh, that my parents got me uh for christmas years ago i know that sucker is worth a lot because it's the original not the plastic version we're talking about the metal oh nice of it um the only thing it's missing is one of the heads of the of the tigers that's the only thing that's missing i somewhere it's somewhere i just don't know where the hell it is um but other than that it's it's pretty much complete and Mm -hmm. uh it's still the original it's still the original voltron that i have and i know that sucker is worth a lot of money but I would I never tell speak it. to the I can speak to the want or the um, the attraction of that. I've never I mean, I have never looked at one of these ridiculously priced things, no matter how much I love it and said, oh, yeah, I could see myself spending that. But one time, one time when I was still doing growing pains and I did have more disposable cash, mm-hmm. I had I made an offer to the owner of a hard rock cafe to purchase an autographed Stevie Ray Vaughan guitar that was one of the last ones that he played at the concert in Minnesota before he got on the helicopter. Oh, wow. Very cool. And at the time, I made the guy a very reasonable offer, and he was considering it. Um, I offered the guy $50,000, and he was considering it unfortunately my stepfather uh, shot that down and refused wow. to um refused mm-hmm. to okay the transfer of the money um mm-hmm. but that was something where music being such a passion of mine in particular blues guitar stevie ray vaughn being a complete idol of mine that moment that investment made sense to me because that was something that a piece of history that made you know that really connected with me so again people have different passions i can't judge him for spending it on a video game if it's something that he connected with as a collector and a piece of history i get that i do because i had that moment too and a lot of people would you know look at that and go you offered how much for a freaking beat up guitar are you joking right you know but at that moment it made sense to me true Mm -hmm. true i mean I would have to. I would have to concur with that. There's a lot of stuff that uh, people buy. You know, uh, buy. You know, uh, in in many. You know, for for just sometimes I believe that they that they buy it because, you know, they they believe that it. You know, when they get a hold of it, it's kind of like it's kind of like um, it's kind of like uh, your brother Josh when we went to the Magic Castle and he held that book in his hand. It's mm-hmm. almost like the transference of energy in a sense i guess you might say mm-hmm. that people feel that wow this is the book that this famous you know magician held in his hand that's that's huge 
you know, to have it in their hand. I, now, I always remember that because because it was a huge moment for him. Well, it was it was a, a handwritten, you know, original copy of Houdini's book. Wow! Wow! And it for my brother who was a magician who mm-hmm. studied at the magic castle as a kid oh, wow, and did he? yes he did they okay. offer children's classes and he uh you know for anybody out there go support them as soon as they get back open wonderful mm-hmm. organization and mm-hmm. you know they're keeping magic alive for yeah. generations of love kids. that place love yeah. the magic castle um yeah. i used to park there when i'd go work at tmz when yep. i did the tours that's where we park mm-hmm no, a wonderful place, wonderful mm-hmm. people who run it, um, absolutely love their owners. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was a wonderful experience for my brother who, you know, magic means so much to him and he's so passionate about it. And yeah, to hold that piece of history in his hands for even a second, you know, almost mm-hmm. brought him to tears. Oh, wow. So it's it's something, you know, when people connect with something like that mm-hmm. and you can actually have a chance to own that piece of history that you can look at whenever you want and have those feelings brought up in you anew, you know, that's some that's worth a lot to some people. Yeah, it's an Absolutely. emotional bond. It's some sort of an Absolutely. emotional bond. I mean, Lonnie, do you have anything that's mm-hmm. that's that's that, uh, where I, where I like splurge? That? Yeah, where I splurge. I, well, I was gonna go. I was saving my all my my cash for 2020. My plan. I was gonna go to Bali, Indonesia. I love to travel, and I was planning on going there. I'm still gonna go eventually, but I was gonna go for a month and uh, do a yoga teacher training sort of retreat slash retreat teacher training for four weeks um, so I could get an an additional 300 hours of training but also I just always wanted to go to Bali and I had to cancel the trip I was about to like pay put my deposit down which was not cheap you know actually the time that I was spending there just my daily expenses wouldn't have been that much because it's at the dollars pretty strong down there and it's not that expensive just for food and, and lodging and all that but um, but I, I will splurge on travel well and, see, um, I love that I really yeah. love that because mm-hmm. as I've gotten older and I really have really felt this I don't believe in spending on stuff like that mm-hmm. anymore you know stuff mm-hmm. is not my big splurge mm-hmm. you know travel experiences great restaurants great meals mm-hmm. great concerts great whatever mm-hmm. but moments that you can never get back those are yep. the things that i want to you know be my big splurges now Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, I agree with that. And uh, and everybody's got their own their own uh, their own uh, reasons for splurging on on various things. I mean, you know, I I definitely have a lot of things that I'd love to splurge on if I had uh, you know excess income. That would be great. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, it's 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 one of those things where uh, inanimate objects not so much. Uh, I mean, it's so funny because I mean, I splurge more on video games than I do on <laughs> objects. Um, but that's just that's just my entertainment right there. Uh, but uh, yeah, to hear that somebody would spend you know over a hundred thousand dollars on a freaking box that still kind of blows my mind. So interesting mm-hmm. piece of news right there. Very very interesting. And uh, yeah, 
not 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 too into not too into spurging that much. That's a lot of money. <laughs> that's definitely a lot of money. But that's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for listening to the Xander Fact. I appreciate everybody uh, tuning in today, especially since it's Black Friday. All you crazy people are probably out there. Even though it's a pandemic, you're still probably out there trying to find some deals. You know, which you can also do online. I bought but, a blanket online this see? morning. Guys. You see, you see, <laughs> there you go. There's a perfect example right there. Go ahead and spend it online. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, I'd like to thank uh, our special guest, uh, Roxanne Luciano, for being on the Xander Effect. Uh, uh, hopefully, she'll be back on again very soon. I'd also like to thank my co-host for being uh, for joining me here as per usual. First off, I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Jeremy Miller, even though you know he hates on my UCLA Bruins, but that's all good. I still love you, bud. Oh, always love you. I mean, you can't account for taste, brother. I'm, I, I don't. Hold well, that I am friends you. with you, so I don't hold that against you. <laughs> I am friends with you, so that you're right about that. <laughs> you just want to rub, you know, rub elbows with the champions, you know. What? The, what the f ever? Okay, whatever on that. Uh, and of course, we, uh, you know, this show would not be complete without our our lovely referee and our lovely co-hostess. Miss Lonnie Rivera, thank you always for you know uh, enduring our craziness here. I love that you call me the referee. That's great. I like to think of myself as kind of the buffer between the two of you. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> See, and that's that's another one of the many reasons why we love having you on the show. <laughs> that's for sure. So, but yeah, I mean, thanks everybody for listening in. And remember, uh, there's still a pandemic out there. I know it's Black Friday, and if you have to go out, to go ahead and go shop. Remember to wear your masks, wear your your goggles if you got them, wear your gloves if you got them. Make sure you protect yourselves. Practice basic hygiene. Don't touch your face. And make sure you watch yourselves for not just yourselves, but for your loved ones who may be immunocompromised. uh, Or you never know. I mean, this, this virus is very unpredictable. It could affect even those that are in great health. So make sure you watch yourselves and make sure you have each other's backs. And remember, music always, always heals all we'll see you next time The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc., Sony Music The Orchard, and Ertelsman, in association with Art19 Media.